Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Series 13, gentlemen, good to be back. Excellent to be back, Chris. Yeah, I've missed yous. I've Thanks. seen more of you now than I, than I ever have, but I've missed yous. You look well, Chris. Say that again. You look well. I know. We lost a bit. Oh, oh I know. No, there's no praise like self-praise, <laughs> isn't there? Fuck Self-confidence, John. Eh? Self-confidence. If you don't love line. yourself. No, there's a fine line with self-confidence and arrogance. And I think that were probably a little bit arrogant. No, no, no. I don't mind it, Chris. It's, you know why? Because you've been spending a lot of time with him. Is that what it is? I think so. Rubbing off. I do look good though. Hold on. Remember when we went to Brighton? The, the, after the game? Who wanted the wine bar? Who wanted the po- the posh? Yeah. Remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Want to find a that nice bar. Find a nice bar. We, uh, we, uh, we were ready to go to the back in that old boozer. With tunes b- bumping and you and you let's find a nice quiet let's noise. Let's find a wine somewhere bar. Somewhere with an ambiance. No, no, All no, the stick no. you've given me over the years about no, yeah. wine no, bars. No. I that just wanted a nice bar just to sit and have a couple of drinks. We were ready for sticky carpet and... I was. Chucked around beer and you're, you're looking for an ambiance. You've changed, it's changed. John. You have. You've changed. Year four. It's our four-year anniversary on Thursday. Really? Oh, going for Congratulations, a meal. lads. Hey, yeah. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. Pleasure's all yours, John. Yep. Yeah. But the um, some of the messages we receive, man. We actually get, like... Abused. Told. Is told the word? Uh, yeah. Abused. Yeah. What kind of stuff? Like... Just like, I mean, because obviously we've been recording since um, Christmas. Christmas, And we said on the last episode, on the 27th, that this is the last one. We'll be back sometimes in, sometime in February or March. Yeah. It's quite stern, he's got quite a stern tone to his voice <laughs> at the minute, hasn't he? And some of the things I've seen, man. Are they all mercenaries. on Patreon, right? Mercenaries? Mercenaries, Chris. I just feel like maybe a hello at the start of a Rather than yeah, you l- set of pricks. <laughs> A hello. When's the, the next episode you set a break? At, at the start of a rant, just a hello. Lads, where's the next episode yeah. coming from? Not where the fuck are you? I don't think people realise we're grafting solid from April to December. And people might say, is it grafting? And I'd probably agree with them. <laughs> it's far from grafting. But we're still up and down country. We're still putting our bodies through oh, hell with the drink. Thing is... We, like I say, we said clearly on the 27th episode that this is the last one. So maybe listen to the last one before you before start. Before you chirp up. Yes, Chris. Anyway. Starting with an aggressive message. I you feel better now. Yeah. I needed to get it off my chest. Thanks so. for listening, though. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for coming oh, back. Yeah, a new Chris. series. Yeah, well, well honestly, we're not, we're not having too much of a go at you all. You're all heroes. Who's the first one, anyway? <laughs> Matty Jarvis. Oh, good one. He is yeah. a good, good one. one to start. Wolves, West Ham. England, they played for England as country a few times you know the, as well, Chris. The good thing about them, because we've recorded them all, 
you're not going to be able to remember anything about the episodes, are you? Nothing at all. <laughs> I can't remember doing Matt Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we do Matt Jarvis? Nah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but I know I'm, I'm able to remember fuck all from him. Did you see uh, Chris Wood? Apparently, with his uh, of that's I like a bit of that, mate. I've got a lot of time for that. That's right. I wouldn't expect it from him either. I don't know Would the lad, know? but I mean, when you just look at him, I'd like think, to think it's true. Yeah, you, if you it's not know. true, he's still getting praise from me, and I'd like to think whoever plays against him in future is going to carry on with it. <laughs> yeah, imagine Re- just like, closing re- him down. I like to think it's really subtle as well. You know, for a corner, and he's, just, he's just behind him. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> as though it's not him. <laughs> and then looking round, looking round, was he? Like blaming someone else. Like, you're out of order with that now. <laughs> Come on, leave it. Leave it. That's Meow. enough. That's enough. Meow. But then, yeah. it, like, if it is true again, Dawson complaining to the ref. Oh, yeah. Fuck off, Dawson. <laughs> Can I have a word, ref? Can I have a word? You're not going to believe what's going on in that box. Do you know my teammate who kicked a cat all the way around its house? Uh, they're having a go at him for it and taking piss out of him. Let me out win. Let me out win. What's he thinking, by the way? Horrible bastard. I know, yeah. If you're listening. You're a bit, thing is, you're a bit listening. You're a big cat lover as well, aren't you, Chrissy? But, uh, nah. well, you've got you've got two or is one? <laughs> I married into them, unfortunately. Two cats. The Persians, they, they shed everywhere. I hate the little bastards. <laughs> I only have to sit down for five minutes. I stand up like Jon Snow. Well, you won't kick one right house, though, would you? No, I won't kick it. I won't kick it. Hey, did you see that? Uh, did you see that message we got about the uh, Dundee? Is that where they sent him the wrong place? Yeah, I like that. That's that's up there with Woody. You're just an arsehole, aren't you? You're an undercover no, arsehole. You know, no, they call it shit house, yeah. John. What, what happens? He's a shit house. Well, we like a bit of shit house, really, don't we? <laughs> you, you know, do. like if you deserve it. So what was it they were getting stick? Yeah. Another they, they were acting themselves at a bus stop. The lad in the Dundee court was at the uh, the bus stop and three lads going to the Rangers game came over and they were giving him some stick because he had a Dundee jacket on. So and they, But then in the same breath, they were asking him which bus to get to ground. He saw his opportunity and he took it and he, he sent him about... About 100 mile away, so it cost them 90 quid in the taxi to get back. That is sensational. Yeah. Quick thinking. Yeah. Quick thinking. He's just turned around, he's seen the 57 coming, he's like, oh, here we go. We need to get on it quick. See you later, go. chaps. You know what I mean? They'll panic, wouldn't they? Thinking, oh, we need to get on it quick. Yeah, so any other examples? Yeah, yeah I've, I, I, I bet there's it, loads because we? we get, we, you know, we're, we're hearing from uh, the players every week, but I bet there's some really good fan stories. Yeah, I was speaking to Andy Farrell the other day, and they're doing a board party before the Brentford game. <laughs> All the way down. And there must the, be some. There must be close Brentford. to Thames or something, is it? But it's a long way up Canal. The Thames. But yeah, so if you if you've got any good fan stories, you can send send, send them in, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, under the cosh at gmail.com. Videos as well. Videos, voice note. Even if you you know if you're not a good reader and writer like John. Then just, just give us a voice now. I, I love you or not, I'm the most intelligent in this podcast. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling just you. the April mo- Fool, is it? I'm the most intelligent on the, in this fucking establishment. <laughs> I'm te- just because I've got a bad memory. I'm telling you, the most intelligent. I'm telling you now. You actually be serious as well. Yeah, oh, he's, deadly, he's deadly serious. He's deadly serious. So serious. But yeah, voice note. Just send us a voice note. Tell us your story. And how do people, who do people send them to? Just email them under the cosh at gmail.com. Right, excellent. We'll pick them up. Live show. Oh, Re- yes. Rearranged live show. We're just waiting for a confirmation on the date from the Christmas party. thing is, we've got to get the, the venue and Carlton and Wheats we've got to rely all in the same on. place. We did the... have a, a date in mind, but it's just been... Boshed. We, yeah. yeah. So don't worry if you've got your tickets, they'll carry over. And uh, we'll have those new dates very soon. And if you fancy coming down, get your Christmas jumpers on. Dust them off and uh, we'll have a... We're still going Christmas fancy <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, we're not, are we? uh, I'll tell you what I'm missing as well, the quizzes. 
I'm no, 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 you're full of shit. I'm missing the, I'm missing the quizzes. I'm, I'm arranging one for us. When? In a few weeks. <laughs> I forgot what date it is. We are having another quiz. We've been inundated with people saying they're missing the quizzes. And I enjoyed them, me. I did. I did. Did uh, you bollocks? I, I enjoyed from half six till mm. half ten. The thing is, you whinged about them, but then once you got, once you were in, it's a bit, you it's a bit it. leading up to it when you've got to get the questions. They're tough. I, I, I reckon you did three, three lots of questions, John. You said, I know, you I know for the most intelligent in the podcast as well. That's probably piss poor, isn't it? They were poor as well. Them last few. <laughs> what what colour's this? Your spelling as well was it? Roger <laughs> Desiree. That still gets brought up now. <laughs> I know, but you, know, you don't realise. That's not intelligence, What was the it? question? What was the question? Something about what? how many Grand Slams is... <laughs> Roger Desiree won. See, because of the, the supreme intelligence, <laughs> I've done that on purpose and people are still talking about <laughs> it. It's Ricky Gervais-esque, that, I'll tell you. The amount of times you put the wrong answer to the question as well. That, no, well, that was because I'm rushing. The quiz started at seven and, and I was trying to get him in at sort of eight minutes to seven. Yeah, I'm I think so. it's the 16th, isn't it? The sixteenth of March. Sixteenth of March. We're going to have um, we're going to have another quiz and a Patreon draw. We've not done a Patreon draw for a while. No, so we're we, have a we need to apologise for so that. So for your, your second second tier Patreons, which is five pound a month, I think. Yeah. And you get the um, you obviously get the the episode twenty four hours earlier and your two extras a month. But we also have the Patreon draw. And we're having a bumper one. It needs to be a bell because it does need to be a big. Oh, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. So if you're getting quick with your tier two, you you might be just mm, in time for the draw. Yeah. Yeah, you come out I'm in top. his on Patreon now. Not enough, John. Uh, not no, enough. I'm not about subscribers. I'm on about oh. I'm the episode. All oh, right, <laughs> you fucking greedy bastard, you <laughs> aren't you? I'm a boomer. Mercenaries, I'm the right. <laughs> I mean, there must be well over forty. Oh yeah, I think we're getting close to fifty now. So if you subscribe now, you will get the backlog of the forty odd episodes. Mm, some belters on there as well. Well, we like to we like to say some special ones to the old Patreon, don't Ian we? Holloway, Count Palmer, Darren Huckabee, oh, Mark Crossley, the second one, isn't Ooh. it? So if you do nothing on the 16th, I think... We'll be live on YouTube with the Under the Cosh quiz. If oh. you are doing something, cancel it. It will be a shambles. Yeah. It will be a shambles, Hopefully. I guarantee. 18th. 18th. 18th, so, yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? We don't wanna, we don't wanna better than you. At least I threw a date out. Do you know what? Oh, well, like, oh, we <laughs> a few the, weeks. We're not on the 3rd. Same as yours, isn't it? 18th. 18th, we'll be there live on YouTube. March? Yeah. Right, should we crack, crack on with a new series? Yeah. Good to be back, lads. Hey. See you at the back post. Meow. Scandalous. Mr. Matt Jarvis, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Well, you've put on a, a nice venue, so I, I couldn't say no. We must be honest, we have fucking blown the budget. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, no pressure. We want a two-parter yeah. out of this. <laughs> you all right, though, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, very well. Enjoying well, retirement? Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd have a lot more free time, to be honest. But, um, but no, it, it's been good. You know, it's been nice to be at home. Uh, see the family a lot more because obviously been away a fair bit playing so it's been nice to be at that but they seem to be having a lot more holidays than they than they used to be so it's been it's been quite nice to to get everything back to normal back to school uh, so yeah enjoying it gonna get back on a golf course soon four weeks holiday at Christmas he was yeah. saying 
yeah. kids. So you didn't know what dreams you didn't are made of, until you retired. <laughs> no, true. Yeah. I used to just what? close the door and away you go. Yeah. And the little fuckers mourn, by the way. <laughs> you know that last couple, of, last couple of days before they oh. go back. Oh, we've got to go back to school. <laughs> I'm fucking right, you have. <laughs> we started doing a bit of a fact check because we get a lot of things. A few curveballs, don't we? A lot of shit asked, questions asked. But Man United fan? Yes. Yeah, obviously from Surrey, growing up in Surrey, so Man United fan. You're probably one of the closest, don't <laughs> you? Yeah. Well, I used to go and watch them all the time, but it was just at Southampton. <laughs> I've got a uh, parents were professional table tennis players. Yep, yeah, both England mm, number, number ones. Yeah, number ones. both England number ones. My mum won European mixed doubles. Yeah, so. Did they, go, did they go Olympics and that then? Or? They wasn't in the Olympics back then. I've been there a bit gutted now. Oh, the table tennis yeah, wasn't. wasn't in it back then, but. Um, so yeah. sport, how do you get that good at it? A lot of practice. My dad used to coach for like, well, he still does a little bit now, but like for 30 odd years as the England coach, and he'd be like, you need uh, this certain amount of hours a week that you need to practice, and well, that's a lot. I would don't think I'd be. I expect you need good eyes as well, because the way the ball spins off the and table. coordination. Like, yeah. it's yeah. out, like, some of the stuff yeah. that you watch is outrageous. Yeah. You're good at it. Eh? I'd you fucking beat you up. Let's get You must be decent then. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, my mum and dad used to have like a business, so we used to go to tournaments, sort of all you know, not every weekend, but most weekends. So they used to set up the tables and that. And whenever there wasn't a game on, me and my brother used to go on and play. So we used to play a little bit. Yeah, after like half an hour, I'd be half decent. Yeah. But, are, you but one of, are you one of them on holiday? Who always gets a certificate at night. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I would have been as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah table yeah. tennis tournament. I've got this, lads. I've got this. Used to lose the first few games just to stir the pot. Yeah. Uh, can we get Mr Jarvis up there? Uh, Matt Jarvis has won the table tennis. Uh, around the pool this morning. <laughs> Leak the West Ham kit in, whilst eating a bowl of cereal? Also true, yeah. I still yeah. get hammered for that by certain fans, but it wasn't something that I obviously decided to do. That was the club's request. So, I uh, yeah, I've been hammered ever since for that. What was the so we're a bit of a marketing ploy. Yeah, you did it on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I don't have like the the new kit just at home, ready for eating it for my breakfast. <laughs> so it wasn't. It wasn't the sort of thing that I would, I would usually do. What do you think uh, of this little coffee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember. Like, I, I think I, they asked. Like they asked all the lads to do it. Yeah, you know? and then obviously me being me, I decided. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it. So I put it on, did the photo, done it, went into training, and I was the only one that done it. So. Yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah. that. We're going to wait for the score run, love. Yeah. I'm going to put my West Ham shirt on, I think. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't ideal. But you didn't get into trouble with the club because they asked me no, to no, do it. No, no, they asked me to do it, so I, no, but I didn't leave it on wanted purpose. everybody to yeah, do it. Yeah, it was like supposed to be everyone sort of doing it as a breakfast thing, but yeah, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> you think the lads will get the old, yeah. we know, I know yeah. some of you will do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody else will do it. I bet there were a few fans yeah. as well. Hey, Jarvis is a bit weird, isn't he? Where's his kit? Why's having his breakfast? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, by the way, that this, of the stats, of the, the things, that they're all correct. Well, there's another one here. Featured on the cover of a gay magazine attitude in 2013, trying to help tackle homophobia in football. That is correct, yeah. yeah. Funny enough, I never got that phone yeah. call. Did you have well, your top off and everything? I mean, if you, you haven't seen it, yeah. Um, I, I, I had a look this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Some, some good shots. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there's chunky gays, isn't there? Yeah. Get, me, get me on. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, there was only, 
in football wise, there was only David Beckham, Freddie Lundberg, and myself that have done it. So I yeah. was I was privileged. In good company, it was, it was then, good weren't it? Yeah. yeah, but the amount of press ups I did before the shoot was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. In your West Ham uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. How did that even come about? I got asked to do it, um, and at the time, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it'd be you know, a great idea. It'd yeah. Be really good to do. Um, I honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't realise how, how much of a, you know, it, it would blow up. I think it was such a football and homophobia. There's such a stigma, so it, it sort of, it was a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't regret it. I think it was brilliant. Um, it's, uh, it's still <laughs> obviously there at the moment. Um, but it, from when I did that to now, it's, it's definitely. A, moved on so that that's that's good um i did get hammered by a lot of people well fun like it was all like a bit of banter in the change rooms and that but um as i said i just didn't realize how how much it would um would yeah i mean the next like year year and a half after every interview i ever did that's all everyone wanted to talk about so it's mind you, you did it to tackle homophobia. Yeah. And I bet you, were the, what were the fans like? Away fans? Were Do you know what? They... I, all right, actually. I oh, did think that. Fair enough, I, Although my, my, my father in law used to get, like, uh, I was married at the time. And uh, he, he said that he, so people used to walk uh, up to him that knew him, like, and go, oh, I didn't know. Like, is, your, is he? And they're like, no, he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's married to my daughter. You know, it's, uh, it's not, but, you know. It's, it's just mad that we watched that to 2013 and yet still no. No, nobody's felt comfortable enough to come out nah. in English football. Yeah, I seen some. Really there was a football analyst that come up, come out as gay. On I was saying something on Twitter, and he was saying he'd, he'd hoped by now that the game had evolved, where he could feel comfortable in football. But unfortunately, that wasn't the yeah. case. But so he's actually what he done then. Pardon? The analyst done. He's not in it no more then. No, he is. He's oh. just he's just come out as gay. But that was one of the things he said that. This day and age, I thought football might have evolved yeah. to yeah. feel comfortable but in you, this you environment. You know yourself, so as players. Nothing in change rooms. There's nothing. Nothing would change. Oh no, 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 no! No player would be like, "Oh, I'm not." You know, I don't Getting the shower. No, and not all at that. all. Not at all. There's nothing mm -hmm. like that. But unfortunately for me, I, I think it's it's definitely down to you know fans and yeah. being yeah. in the stadiums and just getting abused. And it, from but the, it's the minority as well. I mean, because yeah. I think like myself, like your friends and stuff, it's a bit of an echo chamber. That you think, well, does anybody? Nobody cares. No. Like, who gives a shit? And then, but then obviously that minority that. Our vocal make the big impact. Definitely, mm. definitely. I know. Were you born in Middlesbrough? I was. My dad would. Um, he's a Middlesbrough born and bred Middlesbrough fan. He'd be like, "You were born in Middlesbrough." I was. But I was two weeks old when I moved to Guildford. So uh, I don't really class myself as a. a, as a old, no. Um, my dad. He's like, "You're born in Middlesbrough." Yeah. That's what it says on the on passport. <laughs> and everything. So yes, I was born in Middlesbrough. Did he move down for table tennis? Or yeah, well, my mum's from Guildford, oh, so right. my my dad moved. Start at Millwall. Yep, start at Millwall. Seven um, years. Yeah, yeah. It was an uh, interesting time back then, being at Millwall. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, getting I got released at sixteen, trying to get youth team contract. You know, got told wasn't good enough, um, which. <clears throat> is is horrible as a 16 year old getting told you're not good enough but it's probably the best thing that happened to me to be honest the um, the the uh, uh oh too small yeah that yeah, yeah too yeah. small one not i'm not saying you yeah. <laughs> why is I'm, that, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're a little bit you are for all but that's it's the easy nah. excuse for a minute yeah well they they said they signed a couple of players in my position the year above and the year above that um and that I wasn't good enough and I was too small so but yeah I, from there like just my confidence just went 
I was. Were you expecting to get a YT as well? Do you know well? what? It, it was it was hard because I'd been there for so long, and every like you know year or two years, you you yeah you extend your contract, you know, or whatever it is, you know, you get kept on at Millwall, uh, and I always thought that I probably would, but it, it, at the same time, I don't know whether I actually wanted to at the time because, as I said back then, the, the club wasn't exactly um, the nicest place to be around, um, but it's. Um, it just so happened that I that I didn't get offered it, which was which was gutting, and and uh, my, as I said, my confidence took a massive hit. But I uh, I got asked the same day. I remember leaving like in bits, leaving, and then I got uh, asked by the Gillingham scout there and then, like Burley, Bernie Dillon, his name was, and he was like, "Come straight, you know, a couple of the players have been released, you know, come straight, Gillingham, we've got a game tomorrow, uh, come on on trial, doing this," and I was just like, "Nah." Like, no, I, I, I can't. So were you, were you ready for, like, chucking football? <clears throat> well, I, to be honest, like, I, I, it did go from mine on the way home thinking, like, I'm just going to go and play with my mates and, you know, just go locally. But the, the guy, Bernie, was was great. He kept on at me. And then about a week later, I went training with him. And then, you know, I played quite a few games on trial. I was useless, honestly. I was useless. But Was that because of your confidence? Yeah, yeah. It it's really mad, was, it? yeah. Crazy, crazy. But they saw something. And uh, and then I remember being in school, and uh, and then I, I found out. I don't know how. I'm trying to think how I found out. I must have, because I don't think I had a phone back then. <laughs> um, uh, but I got told that they'd offer me a, a, a youth team contract. I was absolutely buzzing. And then starting there in the youth team, something just changed in me. Confidence, Confidence everything. Back. Yeah, everything back. And then I, I was flying. How long was it till you made your debut? Um, <clears throat> I think it was sort of. Hopefully you got that written down. Eh? No, no. I know my debut was um, it was against Sunderland. It was actually funny enough. I, I listened to the one where you had Stuart Downing on. It was his first game for Sunderland. Was against Jules. It was my my debut as well. Uh, but I came on the last like something like half an hour or something, and um, I think we lost three nil or three one or something like that. And um, it was uh, Julio Arca and Stewie on the left, and I come on. And I was like, wow. This is this is an insight into championship football. It was yeah, it was a bit of self. I think I did, yeah, yeah. I think I scored in it. Well, there you go. We talk more about that. Yeah, you go. Thanks for coming on, man. I'll take it from you. It's three nil, three one, or something. Yeah, I think I did. Do you know? I was thinking the other day though about Mitrovic. Yeah, once he got twenty odd in, I'm just going off the thing here. That's like five seasons worth. We take me five. Yeah, twenty eight in summer. Yeah, I'd me five that. seasons a, in my peak. Five <laughs> seasons, to each other. he's done it in half a season. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, carry on. Yeah, go, go. I tell you what, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The fact you lasted till the fucking 33 with that scoring ratio. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking hell, man. <laughs> a few people mentioned uh, Paul Scallion, was he the chairman? Because he gave you a lot of praise. <clears> he said you predicted to play for. For England, well, yes, he did. He's he, a, um, a character as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a character. Um, he, um, yeah, he. To be fair to him, he did say that you know, um, as I when I left Jills, he said that I would play for England before I was twenty five. I think it was, and you know, I was twenty four. So oh, not he, he he got it right. I hope he had a good bet on that. But um, yeah, he he he's certainly a, a character. He he made it. You know, at the time, I you know I wanted to to go on and and play as high as I possibly could, and you know he he made it that um, he was putting it all out that I've been offered the best contract that he's ever been offered to a, a player of my age for the club's history and everything. But 
I'm not sure he if I actually turned around and decided to sign it, he would be would have been too pleased. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, balance yeah, it's it was never about that like, I wanted to you know not want to play for Jills. It was about I just wanted to go up and yeah, play yeah. as in, in in as as best as I possibly could. Would they have had clauses in then? You know, that, that when he said you'd play for England, would Gillingham have getting a kickback on? I'm not sure about that one, and... but they definitely got, when I moved, they had a sell-on clause. So I know you had Martin Allen on um, and he, he got the, he got the Jules job. And when he was there, I then moved to West Ham and Jules got a big cut of the percentage. Uh, so he, he was able to buy a whole new team, I think. So that was, <laughs> that was half decent. So you've done well for him in the end then, haven't you, really? Yeah, and I always will. I have a great, great fond memory. And as Jules fans still message me all the time, and I love it. I've been back there quite a few times. So it was, it was you know, the perfect place for me to start uh, my journey, and they gave me every opportunity. So a few fans got in touch and said... Best, best yeah. player I've seen in a Gillingham shirt. Yeah, I, as I said, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was nothing better for me than you know playing there week in, week out. And I still speak to you know Andy Hessenthaler, who gave me the uh, gave me the opportunity. I still speak to him. Yeah. I've been wanting good... to mention him, but I did. I wasn't sure on the pronunciation. No, yeah. I was hoping one of you two would yeah, fuck it up. Yeah. Just call him Hess. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go in with. So who were the manager of <laughs> Debian? No, Hess was. Brilliant. I, you know, you sure you've played against him? Like absolute pit bull on the pitch. Um, pre-season used to be he's the fittest guys I've ever ever known. Uh, and you know, you used to always have to go off and do some sort of, you know, run. He would just go right, everyone with me, and just stay with me. And he just set off and he used to go around the training ground and he used to run all day. It was, it was one of them that. Because player manager, people yeah. it never used to work, but he used to nail it, didn't he? He did. He did a. Yeah. He played till he was. Old. Well, yeah, old, yeah. But he did, he did it as player manager. Yeah, and that he was in be... great nick, great nick. He used to carry on all the time, but he used to get around the pitch as well, like ratting around all the time. But as you say, player manager, it's very difficult, but he did it really well. I think he, he had good players, uh, good people in the team. So they weren't, you know, none of them were like arseholes or anything. It was it was quite a good good squad. Must be an awkward one. as a, Have you ever played under a player manager? Yeah. Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Must be an awkward one as a Disaster. player. Well, for me, I was a young kid, so it was easy because I, I only knew him, knew him really as the manager. But even so, if he's, ah, right, even yeah. as a young kid, like if you if you see him open, but usually you'd you'd take you'd take the yeah. the winger on. <laughs> yeah. right. Are you thinking? Oh, I best pass, I pass it to, to him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the manager. Yeah. yeah. Think the thing with it is as well, the manager's got to be good. Yeah. If the manager's shit, and you're like. He's only playing himself because it's fucking manager. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. He's, yeah. got, he's got to be good and contributing <laughs> yeah. to the team. Yeah. Was it Carlton that played himself centre half? I think Carlton Palmer yeah. was the manager. He's like, right, lads, I'm playing centre half today. Yeah, they were doing and that. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> you like, take the Paul Dickoff approach where you, you're on the bench and at last 20 minutes it's like, right, I'll talk this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no warm up. Yeah. I think Carlton were about fucking 43 as well. Who was in for you then? You know, when you, you're doing well for Gillingham, yeah. who were you? Well, look, what were your options? There was loads of like, you know, paper talk about everything. There was you know, all sorts of clubs that were coming in. But realistically, for me, I think I know in um, in Holloway tried to get me at Plymouth when I was there. There was Forest, there was Cholton. I think there was a couple of Premier League clubs that were interested. Um, but uh, the sort of the obviously Wolves. Um, and the way that came about was just, you know, it, it's incredible, really. Um, I I'd playing at Gillingham. I was playing. Uh, I was I was supposed to have. I had a hernia and their manager, I know you were going to bring it on about Stan Turner and Ronnie Jepson. They were the manager at the time. They cancelled it three times like because I was playing, I was playing really well. Um, 
And every time I was like, look, I, I ended up not, oh, you know, I was 18, 19 maybe. I literally didn't train Monday to Friday. I trained maybe Friday and then played on Saturday because I couldn't move. And they just were like, no, cancel the op, cancel the op, you've got to play, you got to play. But in the end, luckily, you know, I played against Sunderland and Mick was the manager of Sunderland. And I had a, I had a really good game. I tore the right back up. I, I, I had a really good game. Anyway, I came off about 75 minutes because I, I literally couldn't move anymore. And I had my op pretty much straight after. Um, but Mick always remembers that game. Um, and he, when I went and met him, I actually, I, I got, I had a phone call from my agent to say, right, you're flying out to, to Portugal to meet Mick McCarthy. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you, you're flying out, you meet him, have something to eat you know, with him, you know, and then, then come back. I was like, okay. So I was bags packed. I was going on a boy's holiday. Like my bag with Pat was literally about going oh, a taxi no. to go to the airport. And it, I was like, oh no. So I was like, said to my mates, look, I can't go. Like, I've, got, I've got to go to Portugal. So anyway, I went to Portugal that, that the next day, next morning, met Mick, but I met my agent in this, in this hotel. And it was like, they, for whatever reason, I don't know whether he'd done it on purpose, but there was a, there was a massive conference and that had all of the um, chief executives and stuff from all of the clubs were all there. So I turned up there and then you had Forrest, you had all these other clubs that were there looking and going, what's he doing here, what's he doing? Anyway, I then went met Mick. As soon as I met Mick, that was it. I knew I was gonna sign at, at Wolves. He was the only ever, only place I was ever gonna go. He was, he was brilliant. And what he said was like, you know, it wasn't just like, this is the reason why I wanna sign you, but it was like, this is, the way I'm going to be doing it at this club, this is why it's going to be a great club going forward. You know, and it, we had a really good discussion about it. Um, See, that's a strange one because <clears throat> I can imagine me at 19 flying out to Portugal to meet a manager. I'd be fucking, I'd be shitting myself. I think. Mm. Like, was he on holiday and, then? And, and he was really, on holiday. Yeah, he was playing golf. So and not really able to have a conversation with him. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he has got that aura and presence. So you're, you're. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was a little bit like intimidated. To, but to me, I, I knew. Yeah, because I'd, I'd sort of let my contract run out at Gillingham, so I knew that I needed to go somewhere. <clears throat> so this was a really good opportunity. So I met him, had a great chat with him, and then on my way home, um, I then I then went and met um, Dave Bowman, who was there, his like chief scout, and also was at Nike. Nike, uh, yeah, 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 he was the Nike man. So he then showed me around Molyneux, and it was pretty much done and dusted after that. I sorted my contract out. Um, which was pretty easy coming from where I was at Gillingham to, to there. Um, and then I, um, I remember I signed my deal at Wolves and I, I was there with the chief, chief uh, the secretary, I think, at, at Wolves at the time. Uh, and funny enough, he then gave me a lift. Well, I signed my contract, gave me a lift to the airport. He was going on holiday with his wife. So I got a lift with him and his wife to the airport. I then realised I was on the same flight to them to Marbella, oh, and so then I went the and then I went and met my mates in Marbella. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable! <laughs> I missed quite a few days of the holiday, but it was all worth it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to think of Mick's poolside attire. Was he a Crocs man? No, no, Flowery he was. Uh, he, no, he was golf gear attire, ready to oh. go. So, see, that's we talk about it a lot, like sliding moments in it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, like if you'd have had your up yeah. and not played against exactly. Sunderland. Exactly. Well, like, yeah. So as much as I, you know, you'd made, didn't you, like, I think you'd have made your way eventually, but yeah. it, the path might have been totally yeah. different. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Going to what? Sorry, because what was Tennant like? Had he mellowed a bit? No. no. Still, 
still Murder Monster yeah. stuff, aren't we? Yeah, him and as I, I mentioned to you earlier before we came on, like it was bad cop, bad cop. You know, <laughs> Stan, Stan would go mental, and then he'd go, "Tell him, Ronnie," and you'd be like. Oh my God, it's coming again. Yeah, it, <laughs> the it, double was just, it was a double bubble, yeah. It was incredible. Um, but, you know, they had a way and um, at the time it was sort of working, um, but it was, it was, yeah, difficult sometimes. Was he a coach or a manager? He was a manager, yeah. So he wouldn't take manager. any of the training or out? He would be there. Uh, but Ronnie, you know, uh, I was nice of him on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he, you know, he he did his job as a manager. You know, he, he I think he had that fear factor, and he knew how he wanted to play. And the, the players sort of knew they had to do a job, otherwise they were getting both barrels. Really, what was his man management like? Speaking to players and that, and I mean, again, you know I, was young, I, was young, I was a young kid, so it was a, a bit more of a fear factor, I suppose. So you just went and done it. That's why. I, had my op cancelled three times because I didn't want to say no. Yeah. So what, what were you doing then? Just that anti-inflams the day before? Yeah, anti well, anti-inflams a week, really. Yeah. No wonder I look back and think, God, my body's in bits. <laughs> <laughs> the old Nick Lefana. Yeah, popping them like Smarties. Yeah, so yeah, it, it was crazy. I mean, I was 18, 19, you know, training once a week and then playing on Saturday. It just wasn't right, really. You must have been getting some stick from the lads. I mean, we yeah. used to, like, Man so Friday used to be yeah, the shout. So yeah, so used to do it at Preston, didn't we? We used to fucking yeah. batter him. Lazarus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 24, 25, yeah. at 18, 19, and yeah. you got a young... Oh, you're getting hammered. I used to be like... I never used to ask for it, but the physio used to be like, try and go give me a rub, and I'd be like, no, I'll get battered if I'm on the... <laughs> getting, a, getting a rub by the physio, fucking no chance. Fucking 18, you know, yeah, a fucking exactly. You get hammered, <laughs> no time. chance. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. I mean, when you arrived for your first training session at Wolves, I imagine facilities-wise and everything, it was yeah, a big, I think, big change. Yeah, well, Steve Morgan had just taken over as chairman at Wolves as well, so I was his first signing. So um, they had a brand new training ground built, you know. So it, it was a be it was a beautiful training ground. They'd done really really good job. But it was like that, you know, sort of a little bit like first day at school. Like I didn't know any of the players really. Like personally, I didn't know them. I played against a few of them, but didn't really know. So you sort of go in as a little bit of the unknown. Um, but the lads were were great. We had a really good, again, blend of young players. Mick was trying to get a, a squad together that were all young, cheap. <laughs> but young, um, <laughs> hungry, he's hungry. From Mars, yeah. it? He's going yeah. to be very like, frivolous with the budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hungry that, that wanted to do well and to develop and and had the desire to to go on and, and improve. So that's and then he had like you know your Gary Breens, Jody Craddocks, the, the older players that would sort of have that experience in the change room on the pitch. So it was uh, it was it was really good, really great team. How long was it till he got into a debate with Carl Henry? Oh. Carl, yeah, <laughs> and probably within minutes. I, I was, <laughs> to be fair, I, I love Carl. He was so good, so good as a captain, um, so good. Yeah, but yeah, he loved loved the discussion, of debate, and argument, like just about anything. It could be anything, like it's, it, not even in him, him in in the conversation. He would just hear it and come over and then get in it. It just, but the good thing about that is, it was, if there was anything wrong with anything in and around the training ground or the stadium or anything personally, you could speak to him and he, he would go and sort it out and he would give both barrels to Mick. You know, if it was about something like that, he would he would be quite happy to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mick or Jez Moxie at the time was the guy. He was the chief exec. He would go and, you know, really try and sort it out and it would be nothing to do with him. So he would he would have, <laughs> you, he would have you back. But, he, yeah, there was like the debate club that they, him, uh, uh, Chris Uelmo and, uh, um, and David Jones used to... 
used to sit and have debate club, but yeah, you would never win an argument with Carl because he just would never let go. Would, would you just like just throw a subject in and just let us leave? <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch this, lads. It could be it. Watch this, old. Oh. So the new, a new signing. Like, yeah. Just them two in dressing room and then just chuck one in. Like, we'll give him the end retreat. <laughs> what is, is, he, is he an intelligent bloke? Like, yeah. So, uh, like, he obviously is, he knows a lot about a lot of things and. He just, I think genuinely he was just interested in everything. So he wanted to be involved and then then it would just turn into an argument or a discussion <laughs> because someone else would have a different opinion and he would he would always want to... Would it always end up with, oh, for fuck, fuck off, Carl. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how <laughs> he did end up a lot of the time. But he, he would like carry it on during the training sessions and that as well. Just, but he, he, was, he was great, really good. How did you get on with Brainy? But yeah, good. I mean, he was, again, aura like, about him because he'd been at the top level, played many, many years in the Premier League, obviously internationally. So you had that... You had that respect for him instantly, but he, he, he used to flip out a fair few times in training, a lot of arguments and that, because he wanted things done right. So, you know, it was, it was fair play. So him and Mick used to go out at all. It was like a love-hate relationship. They could tell each other to fuck off as if it was, say, morning. Yeah. And then the, the, you'd walk up the canteen and they'd just be having a coffee together. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, it was they, so often. Yeah, that, that did happen. I mean, it did come to a point at the end where it didn't, Actually, there were no coffee. No, there was no <laughs> coffee. They, I think I can't remember exactly what happened. I think like Brini was trying to do something on the pitch, like Marshall, the back four, saying to do something, and Mick the gaffer was trying to say something else. And Brini was like, "No, um, you know, don't listen to him. Do what I say." Sort oh, of thing. And then, and then they had, they had a big, you know, big thing in the changing room. I think the lads were trying to. Yeah, split them up. I I don't think I was ever in the middle of that. I think I sort of stayed to the side. But yeah, and then I remember we were at like a. We had an away game and it was one of them that we, you know, everyone's eating and that. And then Mick sort of stood up and was like, you know, the other day wasn't, you know, wasn't what it should have been. We shouldn't have done that. Um, and I think Breeny's got something to say. And Breeny sort of stood up and was like, lads, um, I've been asked to apologise. And that was it. Like, he just sort of sat back down. <laughs> and everyone was apology. like, no, that was <laughs> it. And you're like... That's, that, that's um, an absolute <laughs> fucking kick in the heart. You're like, uh-oh, this isn't going to go well. But I don't really think any... After that, I think Brini was... Like the straw that brought the camels back. Yeah, sort of disappeared after that. Did he bring... Um, he might have changed the word. Did he bring jockey to Wolves? Oh, Brini? Mick. Oh, well, man. Brini was always the match. So, you know, wide free kicks? Yeah. He'd always say to Breeny, you're in charge, so the lads are here defending the free kick. If Breeny shouted jockey, that meant that on his last step, everybody charges up. up the pitch. Right. But offside? For offside, catch them offside, and it worked, a treat. But there's always people going to click under it. There's somebody will leave the club and go, oh, by the way, lads, yeah. this is what they're doing. What I, think. Yeah. I think they might have changed the word. To be honest, oh, but we definitely words. did that. Safe yeah, words, safe words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I think you'd know. Jock, no jockey. Pineapple. But definitely, yeah, we did use that a fair few times. But it was always one player that forgets. Yeah, and that. it just looks horrendous. <laughs> what, what a bad place that is to be, by the way. Yeah. You know, in oh, the in oh, the back oh. four, in the you know, in the back four, and your captain's telling you to totally forget what the manager's yeah. saying. Yeah, you're like. What, what do I do here? I wouldn't be It might have been somewhat like that that they caused it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what he I mean. He might I have wanted was, to do yeah. jockey and Breeny was like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that apology as well. It's like asking, asking I, two I, kids, I right, thinking, go and say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My mum told me I've got to say sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Check hands, man. Yeah. Look at each other.
Uh, but that was it. That was their relationship. Yeah, I think you that think? was sort of that was sort of the end, really. Yeah. But one of my, I, I going there sort of a, as a shy sort of kid, I suppose. At, at the time, Matt Murray was injured. Uh, Rob Edwards was injured, and it was me. And I don't know if you've ever seen Rob Edwards and Matt Murray. Like they are man mountains of yeah, people Matt, there. Big so old, big, big kit, so Matt, strong. And um, they used to do like Spartan, like in the gym, like training, and. 300s. Yeah, like all this. And I used to join in because I used to love all that as well. But I remember being like, you know, thinking, this is ridiculous. Them two were just a joke doing it all. And then they used to come out and we had like the mats and everything, come in the change and going, Spartan, Spartan. You know? <laughs> and I was doing it, I joined in thinking, what am I doing? This, this is like way out of my comfort zone. But it was like, it brought me, it just brought out of me. And uh, they, they, were, they were great. So it was a, sort of a bit of an icebreaker to, to everyone like doing that. It was good fun. It always struck us as a team that would good, be a good Christmas do. We had were you there with Stacky? Yes. Wow. Stacky. Wow. He's probably one of the funniest players I've ever met. Uh, Graham Stack. Yeah. I, the great, great story. I've got a couple of stories of him. The first one, I, I would say, this wasn't on the Christmas do. I'll do this Christmas do afterwards. First one was that we were out because um, we're all got a sort of a younger age. We're all winning every week in the championship. So it was great. So we were out a lot. And um, Stacky came out. He'd come on loan. He came out and there was a few of the young lads had come with us. And we were all just stood around having a drink. And then this Stacky gone to one of the young lads. Right, right, yeah, look, I'm going to give you a pound. He said, you hide it anywhere on you. I'll give you five minutes. I'll come back. And if I can't find it, I'll give you 20 quid. <clears throat> and the guy was like, easy, done. So Stacky gave him a quid, walked off, and the guy swallowed it. I just put it in his mouth, swallowed it. <laughs> uh, Stacky come back about five minutes later, and he was like putting his hands all over his face, all over the back of his head, all over the face. He goes... Nah, well done, mate. Gave him 20 quid and then walked off. And the, the guy was buzzing. Got his 20 quid. What he didn't realise is Stacky had been outside, put his hand on all of the exhaust pipes of all the car, literally covered his face. <laughs> covered his face. All of him. He was like, oh, it was ridiculous. And this guy, this kid was buzzing that he got this money. And then about five minutes later, the bouncers come over and go, Excuse me, mate, you need to go and wash your face. Like, and he was like, What? Like, what? And he went to the toilet and he was covered. It was amazing. I never, honestly, it was just one of them brilliant, was, brilliant occasions. I was thinking then, you can't hide a bank on your face, nah. can you? We it can was just so it. good. So good. The I'm way stealing that, that one, by the way. We've got the bottles this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting it, Johnny. Oh, oh, I've got a bad memory, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm expecting him shoving it up his ass. Nah, <laughs> nah. But that was good. But the other one was back here. Just, just the things. He used to do. He was just great for the squad, just to laugh. Like he was just so good. Great goalkeeper as well. He used to take like people used to take penalties him, and he'd dive the wrong way and still save it. You know, like he would spin round so he was not facing the ball and dive and save it like the backhand. <laughs> just incredible. But we were on our way back from uh, we've been on Christmas Day. We've been somewhere. We're on the way back in the. We had two sort of mini buses come back from the airport, and we were stuck on the M6 obviously because there was an accident or something. And uh, there was a trailer with a Harley Davidson on the back. And um, it was just a bit further up the road. And we were all sat there, you know, just had a crystal day. Everyone was buzzing still. And Stacky was like, no, I'm doing this. He got out of the minibus, ran up the M6 and jumped on the back of this Harley. <laughs> uh, and everyone was wetting themselves, you know, great fun. And then everything, the traffic started moving and he's still on the back of this Harley. <laughs> and like, he started going on. And yeah, we're, he's having to like try and climb off this Mahali and <laughs> jump off the road and jump into the back of the minibus as we're driving along the M6. But just for shits and giggles, he was he, he had so many good things. Brilliant. <laughs> I could have had you more. 
yeah. driving it, just looking at his mirror. Yeah, and I know. Goes, rim, 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 get off the back of my bike. <laughs> yeah. Great if, he did, if he didn't know, and he's got up to speed. Yeah. People yeah. like that must always be thinking, like, what can what I do can next? I do? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was definitely. But he, as I say, he was a great goalkeeper as well. But what he brought at that time when he came on loan was nothing short of brilliant. For did the, he play for the as well? He did play a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, he did. But he was um, at the time he was he was the number two. Yeah. Fucking Paul Clone wants gold. I know you <laughs> can use that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Jordy Craddock, top top fancy dress man. Ah, brilliant. One of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you see him now with all of his painting and everything, but he used to, you know, used people that would used to, you know, go for it at a fancy dress, but he used to go to another level. Like the first one I remember doing, he, he turned up and he'd done like full Frankenstein. So he'd face paint everything all over his head. He got the screws on his neck, full outfit. Like it was incredible. And then the following one, I think he comes like a granny and he'd done the full makeup, full thing. He would just... What he used to do was the just extra great. Yard. Yeah, the extra yeah. and uh, plus at that point he's probably the oldest in the squad. Yeah. And he used to just go over and above everything. He was so good, but a yeah. top, top pro. Knickers and bra. He's drinking tablets. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. He had the old um the bag. To be fair as well, it's a good yeah. effort because the fancy dress is usually the Sunday after yeah. the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting up at hanging out your ass, aren't you? Yeah. I couldn't think of anything oh, worse than thinking gonna... like, oh, I'll do my makeup and all that. I think that's one of the best things about the Sunday though, is the eleven o'clock meeting down, you people coming out of lifts and they're dressed in whatever. Yeah. And people are just at the you know hotel like, What's <laughs> going on here? And you've got like Frankenstein coming out with some like I don't know what next to him, and you're like, This is just an old couple just coming yeah. having the breakfast. Like, exactly. What the fuck? I wonder if Mick looks at the players. You look at his track record of signing players. I wonder if it's him or, you know, Dave Bowman, because some of the players he signed, yeah. wherever he's been, yeah, he, he, he should be a fucking chief yeah. scout. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, as I said to you, but I think it's his team that he has. He builds, he builds a really good team, you know, whether it's his assistant manager, we spoke about Taff and Terry Connor. Yeah, Tony Daly is the fitness coach. Dave Bowman is his, you know, scout. I think, he had a great team that he had with him that was able to find players and develop players. I think that's the biggest. He never really signed like a finished article. He always signed players and was able to develop them and work hard with them. And, and they always had like hunger to do well as well. I think that's yeah. the characters that, that he signed. I can't think of any other managers that have done the same. He's made he's signed lads from the lower leagues and they've gone on to play in the Premier League for 10, 15 years. And we're talking yeah. like 15, 20 players that have done that. Yeah. Do you think he's part of developing that hunger? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, he has, as I say, he has that aura when you meet him. Like, he's, you know, he's a big guy. Mm. He has like, that voice. I think, like, the press, I love it when you see him do interviews and that. And he, he, he the way that people ask him questions and he answers them just like either one word or he takes a little bit of the piss out of them and they're like, don't have a clue how to take it. <laughs> I think that that's what does well for him. And yeah. with players, like, he's just so honest. Um, you know, he'll tell you whether you're playing, whether you're not, whether you're playing well, whether you're not playing very well. You know, it was just laid bare. You know, you you knew exactly what you were getting from him. He was on a training pitch every single day. You know, did you just join in still? Bits and pieces, yeah. But we we ended up having to start wearing shin pads in training because <laughs> not because of him, but the way, the intensity that he wanted training. And a few yeah. people started like Jody, for instance, used to wear studs every day in training, so <laughs> you had to start wearing shin pads. <laughs> the thing is, that most, there's an act to that because some managers come across as sarcastic and bit 
and dicks like Gordon Strack and I, I think comes across terrible. But Mick always used to come across as all right. Yeah. Even though he was oh, I've been sarcastic and taking the piss out of the yeah. reporter. I think he used to, but the thing he I think he always used to protect his players. Like mm. whether he, he would be like that to reporters and journalists and that, but with his players he would just honest and tell you the brutal truth, whether it was mm. good or bad. And I think that's where he earns <coughs> his respect for yeah. off the players. I know it helps because you're winning every week, but yeah. did Mick know that you were out quite a lot then? That I wouldn't uh, say we would like, yeah, I make it out as like we were out every weekend. It wasn't that bad, but we were winning. There wasn't always a Saturday, Tuesday game. It, obviously, if we're in an, on a Tuesday game, we weren't necessarily out on a Saturday because you were in on the Sunday and blah, blah, blah. But he, he was all about team spirit and trying to put on like go-karting and, you know, whatever else we used to do, you know. Yeah, Never a big fan of that go-karting. <laughs> Too well, heavy, haven't we? Yeah, yeah you, know you, know I mean? you know, always... Bowser-esque. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I was told. Or Yoshi, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, well, I used to enjoy that. You know, I can fetch me home. Yeah, 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 I'm not half a chance then. Fucking <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> oh, you know, that's funny, It's Oh, dear. <laughs> what were, uh, what's bath time Sunday? Bath time, yeah. bath time Sunday, as in like ice baths. Is that what it was? Oh, right. it, was it was something I missed. Yeah, but, right. but no, yeah, we used to have to always do a cool down, then you used to have to go in the ice baths, and there was like every a, Sunday. If we were in, yeah, yeah, it was like a compulsory thing. Yeah, yeah. they had the ice baths, contrast baths, used to say, but there was never really a hot bath. It used to be, yeah, yeah. The, they had a hydro pool which was ledge, <laughs> but used to just go in there and. Like Dale's your fitness coach used to have to like put on a session, you know, for I don't know, for like ten minutes and you'd be there like like dude, like jumping on the spot and doing everything, you're like, come on, Dale's, let's just finish this up. <laughs> you're playing, yeah, you're playing the game. Yeah, you're playing the game, you know what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I just got another five minutes to do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have to have the ice bath all the time. Probably yeah. the dream though, because someone messaged saying, Ask about bath time Sunday. I, was, yeah. I thought it was a bonding exercise. Get the rare docks yeah. in oh, 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 time in it. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of dogs. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't that fun. No. <laughs> did, how did you? How did you feel though when you got to the Premier League? Did you ability-wise? Did you feel? Do you know what, comfortable? For me, yeah, for, for me in my position, I, I thrived of it. I loved it. I think that's you know ultimately everyone wants to test themselves against the best mm. um, players in the world, and and you know the Premier League is that. And for me. Playing as a wide player, we we obviously played four four two expansive. You know, we would score more goals than you in the championship because we had two like me and Kites on the wings. We had Sylvan Ebanks Blake and Chris Wellmer up front with you know Sam Vokes and Andy Keogh and. I can imagine them two were shit at go karting and all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, were, they were great. <laughs> Kev, Kev Foley Silver. was always the winner. <laughs> Kev Foley used to love the love the go karts. Big Bowsers. <laughs> <laughs> But in the in the in the prem, he he went for like a four three three or a four five one effectively, and it just sort of it made it more for me. I I felt like I then had to be more attacking. I had to get in a box to be that second striker and and to, and had to be that creative player. And and I I I thrived off it. I loved it, and I felt like the Premier League suited me more than the mm. Championship. So I think the big thing I with the Premier it. League is how quick they all are. Yeah. So if you are obviously rapid. You're winning anyway. I think yeah. that's the that's the big. I remember we played quite early on. There was two games that I remember. The first one was we played Man City away, and it was the first time they they'd sort of started bringing in some players. And I remember walking out of the Etihad, and you had Robinho was in the lineup, and and I was just like, wow, this is. Ridiculous. 
ridiculous. And then we played at um, Stamford Bridge and we had like, I think it was, I'm sure it was, I was, I sort of played on the right, I remember this game, I think, but it was Ashley Cole, you had William and Hazard, uh, not Hazard, you had um, Matt, one matter. I don't think Hazard was playing then, but, and they were so quick, so sharp. You know when you're trying to close someone down and they've just knocked it past you and they've passed one, two, one, two, and you're just chasing shadows. I was like, that was a massive eye-opener to the Premier League. Thinking. Especially Matter, because you think Matter's so one of the sharp. slowest ones. I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. I'll play on Juan. I know, I was thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play on Cartos, Juan. Yeah, I wasn't chasing Ashley Cole back all the time. But yeah, it was um, it was definitely an eye-opener. Like Even with William, you know what he's going to do. You know, he's going to do that feint with his leg and then go to the right, but you, you just couldn't get anywhere near him. And you're just like, wow, this is this is the top. Um, but it, it was it was good. You know, it's a, very much a learning experience, and you just get used to it. I've gone fun boy again. But who was the player that gave you the hardest game? Who were you <clears> here <throat> playing against? Do you know what? I, I actually loved playing against all of them, like because I gave them all a good go. Um, you know, I remember early days going up against Zabaleta, and like, Zabaleta used to be one of them. You'd be snapping at your heels every time you got the ball. You know, even if you're facing your own goal, be right at the back, smashing you in the back, and you'd be like, oh, come on. But every time I got the ball and then took him on, I did well against him. You know, same against like all the other boys, you know, um, Ivanovic at Chelsea, you know, um, Carl Walker. I played against him quite a few times. You know, you know, he's rapid, but he always used to give you a little yard, and I was quick, so I used to have a good go. So it was, but. Playing against someone like Phil Bardsley was difficult. <laughs> he was hard to play think, against. I don't, think, I don't think, with all due respect, I don't think Phil was the name I would no, expect him to come but he was, he was tough to play against. You know, like people, like, even now, like Joel Ward at Palace, players like that, they're hard to play against because they were just, you know, good defenders, you know, like to, to get in your face yeah. and tackle and... Almost like championship hard. defenders, aren't they? What you describe as championship defenders that have gone yeah, on to they, do well. Yeah, they, they, but they were good. Like, good like Glenn Johnson, I may play against him a few times that you think like, I remember one game I was at West Ham and he, he played, I think he was at Liverpool and like all the lads were like, right, just show him on, show him inside, show him inside. So I tracked him all inside, showed him onto his left foot and he just let rip with this <laughs> unbelievable shot that went in the top corner and I was like... <laughs> Oh my God. And they were like, what get, a bit, get a bit closer. I'm what? like, you've just told me to show him onto his left foot and he just stuck one into the stanch. You know, it was like, oh, what dear. did I do? But, but as, as far as actually taking them on, I, I, I enjoy playing against them because I, I gave everyone a good go. It was, it was more like the ones that used to just, because you're always playing against teams that, in the, you know, especially the top six, they've always got more of the ball with you, more dominant than the possession. And so they're always overlapping fullbacks and you just got to, You've got to run back with them all the time. Do you think, you, did you used to, I don't know statistically, but did you used to run more in the Premier League or less than in the Championship? Uh, yeah, I think he, he asked Sam Allardyce, he was the stat man. He used to have everything on paper every morning. You'd come in after a game like on Monday morning, he used to be up like high intensity, different distance, your distance covered, all of this, jogs, walking. I would say, realistically, it would probably be the Premier League well, actually, no, you probably, I have to think about it now, you probably say championship because it's more end-to-end. You're just sprinting up and back. Whereas the Premier League, you're, you know, in my case, for instance, at Wolves, we were maybe defending a lot more. So you sort of maybe be in shape a lot more and then you'd have like bursts of sprints to get forward and then you get back and you're sort of in your shape a bit more. Whereas the championship's a lot more open. So you'd be sprinting up, sprinting back, sprinting up, sprinting back. So it's just um, the, the parts where you were having to work hard but you were very high intensity. Yeah. Going back to Steve Morgan, was there a time when he came in the changing room? Was it West West Brom? Yeah, that was probably the only time really that he came in the changing room, and <clears throat> and I think Mick was was gone pretty much straight after that. Was it? It was. Um, it's you know, for me, 
it's difficult, isn't it? They own the club, they can do whatever they want, but you can't really... For me, you know, as a chairman coming in and telling the players and the manager what to do, it's not quite... Is that what he did? Did he address the players? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't particularly pleased um, that we'd lost. Um, so he has every right to come in and tell us it wasn't a great performance, but it's just, I don't really feel like you I need to come in and do that. ever a time for... The only time you want a chairman in is if you've got an FA Cup game and he's saying, lads... There's there fucking two grand yeah. here if you win. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Win the next 10 yeah, games Vegas, yeah. and, we, and I'm booking Vegas for you. Apart from that, stay away bigger. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> if, or if you win the cup or something and he's like that guy in America who comes dancing <laughs> in. That is great fun, yeah. But no, I, I, I find it a bit difficult because like Mick at the time, you know, what can he say? He, you know, after that, he come in, he had nothing else to say because yeah. what can you can't you can't really... You can't really top any of that. No. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult place to be. Just ignore that prick. Yeah. He's your boss at the end of the day. Then there were two solid years in, in the Premier League and then you're talking about the togetherness, real togetherness. Was there a change in the dressing room in that last year when you were struggling? I think everyone makes a massive thing about, you know, Roger Johnson, Jamie O'Hara, all these players that were signing. Um, but ultimately, we, we just... In the end, we weren't quite good enough. Mm. Uh, there was... You know, Mick brought Roger in um, and made him captain instantly. Um, whether that was a good decision or bad, obviously Mick, uh, Carl had been the captain for the whole time I'd been there. Um, was he still there? Yeah, Carl's still there. So he stripped him. So he just stripped him as captain so he gave it to... So that was obviously something that, that had happened. Well, um, still, well, Carl's still playing? Yeah. At least it's a playing. debate for him then, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, there's <laughs> quite a lot to talk about. Quite a lot to talk about. But, 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 but anyway, looking forward to passing that message on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> word, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you just clear me afternoon, Julie? It's my kick a while. Taff, go and tell Carl, Taff. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So yeah, but uh, yeah, ultimately we 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 just didn't it wasn't weren't, weren't good enough. I think you know the, the West Brom game, everyone you know that was Mick's last game, and and I think I think Mick knew because you look at it going into that game, it's it's the biggest derby game. You know, there's, there's so much on it for the fans. Um, we started the game, and I think we were basically playing four two four. You know, it was it was like Mick sort of thought, right, we we're gonna have to go and win this. I need to win this, and he went sort of four two four. By the end of the game. I remember playing like holding midfielder and there was no one else with me. You know, it was just one of them games that it just, it collapsed. And what was the score? Beat. I don't even remember the exact score. It was quite heavy. Was it? Um, yeah, I think it was like 5-1 or something like that. Oh dear. Um, but it was, it was just demoralising. And I think everyone knew, you know, the chairman then come in and the next morning mix in, we have a meeting and mix tells everyone that he's been sacked and it's just, it's a horrible place. But it shows the the person that Mick is. Like he went round every single player, staff at the training ground. He then drove to the stadium, went round a ticket office, all of the club shop, everyone to knew everyone's name personally, and went and spoke to them all and said thank you, good luck, all that. But after that, it was always going to be a, a downward spiral. Um, Terry Connor was 
amazing. I love love him as a player, as a as a coach. He he, him and well, everyone, Mick, Tony Day, the old day, but they they progress me as a player every single day, and I owe them a lot for what they've done for me. But he, I think he found it very difficult to to be the manager. I think he asked Mick. Yeah, you because know, they obviously offered him the job, and he he des- obviously def- definitely wanted to take it. But I think he found it difficult because he was always the coach, and then he for me it was great. I had a great time. Like uh, I scored, I think seven in thirteen games under Terry at the end, which ultimately sort of got my move to to West Ham. But I think it was difficult to then come from the coach to to the manager with the with the group of players. I think I'd I find that I'd, difficult. I'd like it. It's hard. It was hard. An at the <clears throat> but, same club. Yeah, but but TC sort of <laughs> just went back to basics, and he he basically changed the team than what it was to what was the previous years. See, that's a strange one, isn't it? Right. So you, you're you're his assistant manager, and the manager's got the sack, and then you've gone in and changed his team mm, that yeah. you were part of picking, really. But the, the thing you know is, with, I mean? with thing, your thing with Terry, he he. He was going to go with Mick. Like, I think he was all ready to go, you know, leave the club. But the, the club desperately wanted him to stay and, and they offered him the chance. And he, he, he sort of obviously spoke to Mick about it, spoke to his family and that, and decided that he, he would do it just to the end of the season. Mm. And unfortunately, it didn't work. But we, we played some good football and I scored some, a lot of goals. So it was, it was a good time for me. But ultimately, for, for the team, it just wasn't good enough. Were you were you still at Wolves when Solbakken came in? Yep. So I, I I was still there all through obviously pre-season. I started the season there. I played in the first couple of games um, when Solbakken came in. It's uh, do you know what? I almost felt sorry for him a little bit because he'd obviously been told when he got the job that no one was leaving, right? And that was the squad. And then were you happy at, at Wolves in the Championship, or were you really thinking I, I want to get back up there? No, like I, I made, I made it. You know, I wanted to to go and play in the Premier League. You know, I had nothing to do with not being at Wolves. You know, I loved the club. I loved my time there. I just, I just got in playing for England. I wanted to be playing back in the Premier League. I felt like I'd my performances weren't the right to to if I had the opportunity to go. You know, I was playing some of my best football. Um, scored seven in thirteen last. Uh, Bit of the season, so from especially right the wing. England call up as well. From yeah, from from left wing. From left wing, yeah. yeah. So Which is outrageous, really. So mm. especially in a team that's getting relegated. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I made it that I, I, de- I definitely wanted to to get an opportunity to go and play in the Premier League. But I think Solbakken sort of come in with the expectation that all of the players were staying, and it wasn't. Mm. And yeah, I remember his first sort of. His first sort of meeting that he had, and he was telling everyone his ideas, how he was going to play, and different things. And at the end of it, he was like, "You know, my door's always open to anyone who wants to come in." And after the meeting, there was about twelve lads standing outside his, his door, and you're thinking, <laughs> "Waiting for Carl to come out." Yeah, waiting for Carl to come out. Yeah, but you were like, you just, "He's just, been, he's just been chucked in, and he's got no idea what's going to happen here." Um, and it just didn't work for him. I think if he would come into it now or even in the Premier League, I think his methods would have worked. It's just the style of play that he wanted to play. Everything was sort of play it through the middle, keep the ball into the middle of the park as as, as much as you can. And then at the last minute, it was all about the timing of the pass and the making of the run. And, and he brought in a few players that he'd 
he'd had before or, or knew. And it, it just it just didn't suit the championship. I think you can see that with teams that, that change it up when they go to the championship after being in the Premier League. They try this whole new thing and it just doesn't work. Um, the championship's all about getting the ball forward, scoring goals, keeping it tight at the back. So was it a case that you just look after yourself? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I did everything. I did everything. I did everything right. Yeah, I put. I did every single training session. I put my heart and soul into everything. I, I played the games. You know, I didn't not play or refuse to play or you know anything like that. I did everything. I gave my all, and um, it was you know Wolves and, and West Ham agreed a fee. So after that, it's it, it then it's up to me to 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 agree everything else. But I had nothing to do with anything else. Record fee as well for West Ham at the time. It was, yeah. It was, um, it, yeah, hard, <laughs> I suppose. It comes with its uh, comes with its pressures for sure. Um, I think, you know, West How much Ham. Was it, everyone, if you asking. Sorry? How much was it? It was like 10.75 rising to 12.75. Fuck me, they've done they've done fucking well, Wolves, aren't you? Then, haven't yeah, they, for 500 yeah. grand? Gillingham exactly. done all right. Gillingham, well. that's what I mean. I was saying about earlier that Jules got a little bit of the cash back from the sell-on. I think they had 15% or something like that. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, it was a, it was a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, everyone knows West Ham's a big club and Wolves was a, was a big club or is a big club. Um, but when, when I signed at, at West Ham, I remember being, I was in a hotel in London, just signed. <clears throat> Everyone's a West Ham fan. It just... It just surprised me. Like I'd known someone for twenty years, and then suddenly they're the biggest West Ham fan. <laughs> just, but, like, but it's not like they they weren't before. But you just never knew. And then when you go there, and everyone's West Ham fan, you've got so many like people that are just huge West Ham. The club's huge. The, it's just everything about it. It was just like magnified because I think you're in London as well. So it was, um, it was definitely a, it was a brilliant, a great club. Loved loved signing there. Obviously, the pressure of being record signing comes with you know is. It's, the expectation levels are a little bit more. Did you feel that? Definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I, le I see so many people say that, you know, that nothing to do, you know, people sign for a lot of money. There's no pressure. It's nothing, you know, we haven't picked the, the fee. It's nothing to do with us, but it's definitely added pressure, Back especially in, a, in an attacking sense as well. Like, you know, being a wide player, they, you know, they expect you to score 15, 20 goals a season, assist however many goals. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it just has that added pressure. But, you know, for me, I, I, my first year, I f thought was great. We finished tenth, you know, in the in the Premier League, which was an outstanding achievement for a club that's just been promoted via the playoffs. I think it's a, a really, really good achievement to finish tenth. Uh, I played really well, played pretty much every game. Um, so I, I was, I was really pleased how it went. And then Andy came on loan and then signed permanently in the summer and took the price tag. So I, I was buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like playing under Sam Allardyce as a quick winger? You'd think that it wouldn't suit you. I think outside like, looking in, but yeah, I think the, the biggest thing with Sam is everyone like he, the way I'd describe him is he's an old school manager, but with all the new technology and stats and that he loved it. And he was the first one to sort of bring it in. So I'm not saying that the, the, the style of football was great and I can completely understand why West Ham fans at, at points didn't like it at all. Um, it got results ultimately. And that's what, that's what he was about. Um, I think you look at the Bolton team, I don't think you'd go to, oh, I want to watch Bolton every single week. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that type of football, but it got results. And mm. that's what he was about at West Ham. And I think you can't really complain in the sense of like first season was 10th, second was, I think it was 12th or 13th, then it was 12th, then it was 10th, you know. So 
mid-table in the Premier League is, is quite good. But... And were that whereabouts West Ham were at the time? Like... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think mid-table, like 10th, was, was, a, a, was a good good place to be at that point. I think you look at it now, it's, you know, they, they've sort of developed and they've got, you know, spent a bit more money and they've got a, f- a few other teams and, and the, the player and the system, everyone's enjoying the way, the style of play. And I think that they are now pushing on and they've got a great opportunity to try and break into that top four, top six, really. Mm. Um, but back then, 10th, I think, was a, was a really good achievement. I know Stewie Downham, when he was on, he loved, loved his time there, but he loved the lads. He said that it was yeah. like, you know, there were a lot of lads when he signed, were like, oh, it might have to be professional now but it was like you know I think they were talking about the trip away they went somewhere yeah. our guys took them away and there was a good squad of lads it's a good squad yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. I think it was Joe it, it was just a really good group um, again all similar ages all experienced pros that you know they knew what they had to do in training they knew how to if it, you know on a game day that everything was professional and training was professional but you know you could you could enjoy the time together as a as a squad and as lads and and definitely definitely did that really good some very good nights out and some really good Christmas do's. <laughs> well, you, well I, I don't, I've obviously never played in London, but can you you know if you play in London for a Premier League team, can you just nip out on a Tuesday afternoon and get blind shitting drunk? Yeah, see now this is this is where like I I don't look back with any regrets as such, but for me you know I. I we, if we lost on a Saturday and I had plans, I was going with my wife or some mates going out for dinner or something in London, I, I genuinely would, I, I'd cancel them and I would go home because I didn't necessarily want to be seen out and you get hammered by, you know, why are you out? We lost and you're doing this and you're having a drink here and you'd be like, so I, I, I genuinely, I, I just used to cancel and go home. Um, not every time, but majority of the time, I, I just Sad didn't. That, I just, yeah, but then I, and, uh, but a few of the other lads wouldn't, and I, I would be like, you know what? Fair play. I wish I look back and think, you know what? I've got every right to be out. I'm not getting, you know, blind drunk and doing what I shouldn't be. Um, I'm going out with my friends or my family, and I'm going out for a dinner. What is everyone else doing? If they've had a bad day at work, you're not allowed to go out. You know, it was one of them. So I, I, I sometimes look back and think, you know what? I really. I really shouldn't have sort of, you know, swept in, gone home and done that. But I was trying to be professional, I suppose, and trying to do what I thought was right. But but sometimes you can never, even if you do things all right, you you get it wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's about being mentally strong enough to be like, do you know what? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm going out. I'm having a, I'm having a meal, having a drink. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, you know, I'm going to be in training either tomorrow or the next day. We haven't got a game on Tuesday. There's nothing wrong with that. So... That's uh, that's I think what what was what was quite good about the squad of players that we had, but also that as you say, like that's that's the difference in London. I think you can't really just nip out, especially with Andy. He's six foot whatever and yeah. long hair, and you, know, <laughs> you can't really the, be not I'd seen. I thought it'd have been the other way where you can sneak, you can go out and not really and just mingle in with the uh, amount a vast amount of people that are there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but then everybody needs that to relieve some pressure as well, doesn't they? You know, definitely. I, I guarantee that the, whoever's giving stick for for players going out if they're having a bad time, if the electrician and they've wired house up wrong, I guarantee they're going out for a drink on Friday if it relieves a bit of the pressure. <laughs> that they're getting. Well, they ain't coming back to fix it, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was de- definitely something that we, um, yeah, would, it, it was a really good group of players, like Stewie said. Like it was great times. Been about captains before with Brini and Geordie and whatever. Yeah. I heard, I think it was Wilshire saying that Noble's probably the best captain 
he's played with. Yeah, well, can you he, see that? He, to, to be honest, he, he's learned from the best as well. Like Kev Nolan, when he was captain when I was there, brilliant, brilliant captain. Um, as a, the same with sort of with Carl, you could go with Kev and say about anything. It could be absolutely anything, and he would back you to the hill. He would go have massive rows with Sam Allardyce. He would go to the board. He would do whatever he could to to benefit the player. And it didn't necessarily have to do anything to do with with him or or anything. He would just he would put it upon himself as a captain and and go and do it. And there wouldn't be any like if you had a falling out or an argument, he wouldn't hold a grudge or do anything. And he would back you to the hill. So he he'd definitely do that. How was Ravel Morrison? He's probably the, you've got the, I know everyone, I'll probably be jumping on the bandwagon, but probably the most talented player, gifted player that I've ever sort of come across, like just genuinely gifted. Um, and he went for a spell at West Ham where he was showing that on a weekly basis. I mean, you see the goal, I think you, if you remember the goal he scored against Spurs, where yeah. he just jinked through about four players and put it in. He, he was that good in training. He used to do stuff that you just blow your mind. Um, but... It just, I don't know, it just didn't work. For, it, just, it just didn't work for him. I think sometimes it's difficult. He used to be either in a hotel. I, I remember he used to, he used to get the, the guy, one of the drivers, to just pick him up like McDonald's and stuff like that at a stupid time at night. He, we went on, I remember we went on pre-season once and uh, uh, I went, we, we, we landed, we got to the hotel and he was asking a kit man to go and take him for a McDonald's because I didn't see him down at like the dinner. And I was like, Where, like where's Ralph? Like, yeah, everyone's got to be down. Like, where's Ralph? And it didn't, just didn't happen. Anyway, I went up to the kit room. Next thing, his bag's there and he opened his bag and he's like, he's got like about 10 cans of tuna like just in his, can, in his bag because he didn't want to eat any of the food that was there. He would just have like tuna mayonnaise. Like, and he'd be like, what's up, Rav? Like, what's going on? Like, and he just had like different things, but he used to travel all the way back up to Manchester all the time as well. And Was he a big drinker? No, no, not at all. Like, well, not that, Strange, I'd, that I'd see. Um, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't like be coming out drinking with, with us lot, but um, he just but... so, so gifted as a footballer. Um, and everyone used to be like, you know, he, he, he could be, and he, he really, really could. And he's still, obviously, he's back now playing at Derby and, and, do, and playing well. Um, he must have frustrated the I shit was just about to say that. He must have been, yeah, players and managers must be pulling the hair out, yeah. man. Yeah, it everything. was like Keith Tracy, wasn't it? Keith's mm. going to come on in a couple of weeks. But he's one of them that you look at and like, Keith, what are you doing, man? Because he was just so much better than us. Yeah. Not understanding it. Yeah. Like, why? Just get, get your head down especially, for two especially years. Especially when, your vice, when your only vice is tuna. Well, I know. I, know. I, know. I, I, never, I never used to get it. Like, it's got to be a like, mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awkward thing to be doing as well, isn't it? Like, Smuggling tuna in. Right. Oh, you mean making yeah, it? Yeah, making it up. Oh, no, I know. But just, yeah, silly things like that. But he was, he was so, so talented. Like really, you know, training used to just mesmerise, like megging people all the time, just like bending free kicks in, like just scoring ridiculous goals. But then just have an argument in training with someone and that would be like his head would blow like, up yeah. and then that would, you know, see the red mist and that would be it. And then you'd be in and then you wouldn't see him for a few days and disappear. You know, and you'd be like, where's Rav? Don't, no idea. No one's heard from him. No one's seen him. He just disappeared. What was your best year at West Ham then? Personally? Best year? Um, I can't remember exactly what year, but I think the best sort of feeling was that uh, cup win away at um, White Hart Lane, scoring in that, you know, being one nil down. I scored the equaliser and then um, Maiga scored the, the winner and 
you know, obviously being against Tottenham is huge rivalry. Every all West Ham fans is like it's one of them. You know, rather get relegated but beat Spurs. You know, it's one of them. You think, no, no come on, like you, you stay in the Premier League. You know, but, take a draw. but but it meant so much to everyone. So then to be in the cup away at White Hart Lane was just a it was a huge huge result and I remember I still remember it now like scoring and they, they just we was right in front of the away fans so all the West Ham fans it was just electric and that was it that was a huge moment and uh you know to to actually for as a player to score against mm. Spurs all the fans obviously still remember it so it's, it's a good one to score for some reason when I think of West Ham I wouldn't have said Tottenham were the biggest rivals it just seems that they hate everybody <laughs> everybody's the rival yeah like, yeah, well, the the thing is, I think that was Upton Park as well. You had that um, unbelievable atmosphere, and teams used to used to come in there. Don't get me wrong; it, it could it could go the other way if 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 we weren't playing very well. But if you if we started well and and we like got one new up, it was a it was a fortress. You know, players. I've been I I played there as a as a an away player as well as being a home player. So it it was it was electric when it was going well, but. There was a lot more, lot of pressure on on the uh, home players if it wasn't going so well. But what were they like? Were you? Yeah, in general, all right. in general, all right. Um, you know, it's, it's it's up and down depending on how the performances are. Yeah. But but genuinely, we're, we're we're all right. Talk us through Big Andy. Brilliant guy, brilliant guy. As as a player, he he could do things on a match day that you'd just be like, wow, where's that come from? You know, like, he'd come out, you see him the other day, you see him <laughs> yeah, score there yeah. or let them two goals that were disallowed for Reading. Yeah. I mean, electric, great chest volley outside the box, overhead kick, you know, he'd do stuff that would blow your mind. He scored some great goals and then you're in training, you'd be like, What's going on, Andy? Like, what, what's happened here? <laughs> like, just, but some days you're just not there. Like, you'd be like, oh, that miscontrolled, do that. But then he, he's the only player that I, I can, I know that can just turn it on on a match day and just be like, you know, he, he, he was six foot whatever. And then on a match day, he grew another three inches. Yeah, he was just, and he got himself in that mindset. And you walk out and you think, he's going to just be unbelievable today. And for me, it was. As a as a wide player, it was just perfect. You know, he's any time you you just dig a cross out, didn't necessarily have to actually find him. You had to just put it into an area, and he would just come and demolish everyone in his way and just take everyone out. <laughs> Did he used to do that in training? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to go no nowhere word. near him. Nowhere near him. <laughs> oh. But he, he he was class, and as a, as a, as a, and as a guy, he was, he was brilliant, really good guy. Really I, good I, guy. I still think he's incredible, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw him that Burnley were linked for him. Like, I mean, he'd be brilliant. Perfect for them, be isn't it? Perfect. He just there's no one like him. There is no one like him. You know, you can say Chris Wood, all these. There is no one like him. He's I'm still taking for World Cups, mate. <laughs> <laughs> for the last, for the last you 20. There's no one that can I'm head the ball as well as he can. Do you, know that, do you know when we played Iceland and we did we draw or did we lose to Iceland? I think we got yeah, beat, we didn't we? Lost. lost. Yeah. Honestly, throughout that game, I'm saying, if we've got Andy Carroll here, they were sitting back, just put it up back stick, just let him smash the shit out of them. I still take him. I take him to the next turn. I'm fucking not even kidding. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. What he does well is what you don't see is 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 the defending side as well. He would head everything out of the box in free kicks and corners, and he was he was great at it. You know, so he he adds that as well. But obviously, I understand. You know, he's had a lot of injuries and different things. But that's just all. It's part and parcel of it. He's 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 a he's a great player and a great guy. Were you surprised when Big Sam went? Um, yes and no. I think I think 
I think the writing was probably on the wall with him. I think with his contract situation, I think he was up. Um, I think the fans obviously weren't particularly yeah. pleased with the style of football. I remember the day that he told us we played Newcastle away and he come in after the game and he just sort of said like, you know, I'm at the end of the season, that's me. And it was like, oh. How long was it over the season? I don't think there was many games yeah. left. I think there was like, if off the top of my head, it's probably like one or two games. So it wasn't like a, you know, a, yeah. a strip, but it was a little bit like, wow. Okay. You know, it's quite a bit, you know, a bit of a, bit of a shock, but at the same time, you could sort of undersee, under, understand why I think, yeah, you, know, you see the reactions when we were you know, drawing games and he, he's out of the crowd, like putting his ear to the fans and they're all booing him. You're like, oh, it's not really going well. Yeah. What was the general feeling amongst the lads? The lads, like, I think, you just, don't get me wrong, everyone wants to play in a team that's, you know, passing the ball around, it's yeah. soccer, soccer, you know, ticky-tacker, whatever it is now. But we were getting good results and everyone knew their roles and responsibilities. And, and don't get me wrong, he was one of them managers that if you played on Saturday and you won... That team, unless there was like massive injury, that team played on the following Saturday and it was the same subs. So it doesn't matter what you were doing during the week. You could be the best player during the week. You, nothing changed, um, which was good and bad, depending on if you're in the team yeah. or if you're out of the team. Mm. Towards the end, I found myself out of the team. So it was it was more frustrating than, than not because you could be doing everything during the week, extras, doing anything, but that team that won would play. And, I think and you can understand why, like, because yeah. as a player, if I was, you know, playing week in, and we won, and then he changed the team, you're like, why? We've won, yeah. you know. So you can you can see it, but in the, in some start, it was a bit bit frustrating. But it, what what he did was, he was he had that old school mentality of like the players would look after themselves in the change room. Like we would run the change room to he would come in and have his bit and pieces. But he everyone says about the man management side of things. I think he he. I think he would have done well at England because he sort of let the players do what they, not do what they wanted to a degree, but do what, express themselves. And he would generally oversee everything. Whereas, you know, it's a lot of people say like, oh, yeah, he used to go and sit and put his arm around you and do this and do that. No, it, well, that wasn't really, it wasn't really it. Yeah, I remember a game, I remember a game we played, we played uh, Man City away, I think it was. And then he was so big on statistics and everything. And then the next game, he pulled me in. Like he pulled me in. Bef no, I don't think he pulled me in. He just named the team, and I wasn't playing. And I and I went to see him straight, and he was like, "Come and see me after training." And I was like, right. "So I've obviously gone done training. I come and see him." And when I'd gone to training, he'd gone to the an analysis and got them to print out this big sheet of like all my stats from the Man City game and everything. And he's gone well, like. This is your, on average, this is you on a, on a really good game. You've put in like 13 crosses. You've done this high intensity. You've done this final third entries, this, this, and this. He goes, last game, you put three crosses in and you've done this. And I was like, hold on a minute. We just played Man City away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have been defended for 90 minutes. I've done all this. And you're, but you, what could you do? He was like, well, that, that's, why, that's why you're not playing. Right. And you're like, hold on a minute. You're manipulating a system here. That's a bit, but... You know, that, that that's what that's what you that's sneaky, what stats sneaky. are stats are good, but yeah. they're also bad yeah. for, <laughs> for certain situations. What was Bilic like then when he first came in? Great. Yeah, good. Um I think he was at the time when he came in, obviously it was gonna be a different everyone was expecting this. Has to be great football, has to be this, has to be that. Um I think he came in and he, he really did change it round and his sessions were 
were good and it was stuff that I hadn't really done before you know just genuinely like just putting different styles of like the keep balls he had like instead of like cones there, he had tape out and diff- you know just think oh that's different I haven't done that before uh, and the way he was the way he spoke was like it was quite a bit slower but everything was with a point in mind you know telling you about goalkeepers and different bits so it was it was quite it was quite good I don't think he'd ever really done like a you know he 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 come in and he was like, like I don't really like do about like the other team it's all was about his so he had to sort of adapt and and get used to you know talking about the the opposition team so i remember we played i can't remember who it was i think it was i think it was chelsea and he would go and he'd go for the team and go in and peter checking goal and he would say oh you know he's a good goalkeeper and do that and you're like you don't have to do that like we know peter <laughs> is, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's one of the best goalkeepers so it's, it's okay you don't have to like, go for individually about the players it's just a general sort of but he, he, he was he was great he was really good and 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 um I think the players responded really well. He then brought in like Dimitri Payet was there. He came in that season, and and it 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 was a really good season. Um, I got on really well with him. He was, I played in all of the sort of first games of the in the season. I came on a sub, but I came I played in all of them, and um, and that was when I then went to go to Norwich on loan. But he was like, look, I want to I want you to stay, but I can't guarantee you're going to play every week. You know, you can see that you've played in every game, but. I can't sit here and tell you, you know, you're going to play. Yeah. So for you, if you want to go and play games, which I, well, I couldn't do another season and not playing. So I, he was like, that's absolutely fine. But, I, you know, I, I you know, only go on loan because I want you to come back and do this. So it's fair I had a good, well, I had a good relationship way. with him. Mm. So it's fair enough from him. Yeah. Because it, it, even though you weren't starting, you were coming on every game, yeah, so you were a exactly. vital part for him. Exactly. So it, it was hard for me because I had that in my head that, you know, I, I, obviously, I didn't want to leave because I wanted to stay at West Ham. But the season before, I found I just, I just found it really difficult not playing. You know, um, I think I played like eleven times, and it was like training all week to then not play on the weekend mm-hmm. is hard. And you know, for me, all I wanted to do was play. So I would do all the training, do all this, do all that, and then not get the chance <laughs> to play. So I, I just found it in my head that I, I, I couldn't do another season of not playing. So that was the that was the reason I wanted to go out and play games. Were there other options? Or was it Norwich? Norwich. Um, to be honest, it was a really late sort of shout. That's what I mean. I was saying about Bilic because I was so um and an ah in with what to do, and I'd, I'd been in good relationship with him, so I spoke to him quite a few times. Yeah. And I was all like, no, no, it's fine. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then it was it was deadline day. Uh, that I went to Norwich and it was one of them that as players I think you you love deadline day you sit like everyone else watching the sky and yeah. you're like oh here we go here we go who's yeah. going on and then you get I was sitting doing exactly that and I got a call from my <laughs> agent going oh, fuck Norwich want to take you on loan and I was like oh, okay okay and then I spoke to Alex Neil, who's the manager and he was like yeah I want to bring you in do this then. and I was like do you know what yeah I, I really want to do this this is great and this was like you know within an hour of the last knockings of of the transfer deadline, right. it was it was like it was that. So it was like right, let's get all the paperwork down. So I'm like brilliant. My missus is working, so I'm at home. I haven't told her yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm going to Norfolk. Like, uh, yeah, but it was one of them. Uh, so, so I was you, like, you were all. Oh yeah, I'm at home. Right. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm so yeah. What, what's sorry, the process then? Like... So it was like so you had to print off all these forms, sign it, and scan it all back. So because yeah. it's all like done by that. So naturally, my printer's not working. So brilliant. So I'm off in the car. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like looking at me watch, going, oh my. 
God, I haven't got long. I've got to get this done. So I'm in my car. I'm driving for my missus work. And then I realised, like, she was like, I was then folked to her. She goes, I haven't, we haven't got a printer. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm driving <laughs> home. And anyway, I went to my next door neighbour and she's lovely. Well, I'm old next door neighbour now, but... Um, she's lovely. She's an American lady. So I went knocking on door. She was. I was like, look, can I use your printer? I was like, it's really important. I got. She was like, yeah, no problem. So I got in there, printed it off, and then I was like, do you know how to scan it back on on this computer? She was like, no. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, now I've got like now I've got like twenty minutes to go. And I'm like, I'm going to. I'll go. Look, this is really important. I'm trying to like, put it like nice. And she's like, oh yeah, no, oh, I don't know. And I'm like. No, this is really important. I need to get this done now. Um, anyway, I managed to get it done within like 10 minutes, five minutes to spare, and it was all done. And then you get an extra an hour to then do the, the rest of the paperwork. So I, I'd like, I'd done this and I had to sit with my, so I was sat there and she was just chatting away to me. I'm, chatting away. I'm like, yeah, no. so I, yeah, I'm moving up to uh, going up on loan. She's like, she's got, you know, she doesn't really know anything about football. So it was great. She was just chatting away about, oh yeah, I've got to get this file. I've got to send this off. And she's like, oh, okay, like, great. <laughs> it's like, right. Exactly. It's levels in it. Cause yeah. I think if I went to my next door neighbor, I don't think they'd have a printer. Luckily, she was good. So I, uh, so I got all the paperwork done and then it was just like my missus come back from work and then I was just like, right. This is, by this point, it was about 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, So right. no medical at all? Just, uh... No, no. So it was like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going now. So it was like 10 o'clock. I was like, right. So packed the car, drove up to Norwich, got to the hotel about half 12, in training the next day and played about two days later. Crazy. Man, it's just, it? yeah. Just was crazy. that a, a loan with a view to a permanent? They're all that no, being done. So it was just a loan. Just a loan, yeah. Yeah. And then it started like a house on fire. It was brilliant. Yeah, my first game, we played Bournemouth at home and uh, we won 3 1. I scored. I played great. Probably, you know, as debuts go, it's probably the best I could have, have hoped for. And then played the next game in the cup at home against West Brom, scored, went through in the cup. And then it just went from better and better. And we played like. I don't know, 10, 11 games. And then, unfortunately, like I said to you before, I don't really tackle. It's not really my forte. And I decided to go into a block tackle with Yaya Torre and, uh, and he broke me. And then that was sort of the start of my downfall with injuries at, uh, at Norwich. And it just wasn't to be. Um, you know, my, my knee, I'd done my medial. I did the rehab, got myself back playing for the rest of the season, but it was never right. And then had I was like saying to them, yeah, it's really sore. It's not right. I had all these jabs and injections and scans and then ultimately I had to go under the knife and then they were like oh yeah the media was not really attached I was like well I bloody told you so it's been doing <laughs> this for six eight months you know I, yeah but and then I'll come back from that and I hurt my ankle in training and and again same sort of scenario because I've been out for a while I was like getting on with it scans were saying it was just fluid on my ankle and I was like having jabs and jabs and and in the end I had to go under the knife again and they were like, just going and start, like, just to have a little clean up, see if there was anything there. And, and when they went in and they looked at the cartilage as they touched it, it all just sort of fell off. I had like two centimetres by two centimetres um, wide, how big, you know, two big areas where there was no cartilage and I had to have a microfracture and, and it was a disaster really. And I, in the end, I woke up from it thinking I was going to be about four weeks and it turned into just over nine months. So it was... Uh, at it, what it point did you actually nightmare. sign permanent for Norwich then? The in the January, no, oh, in, the, in January. the January. So I'd done like the start, done my knee, and then I was, I'd just done my, just done my knee. So I was, I was just doing the rehab to get back and I signed permanently then. And then obviously got myself back and then another operation, another operation. I had three, I say I had three operations in three years at Norwich. 
you know that first one? Yeah. Do you think they were thinking that you were just being soft? Were they, think, were they starting to question you? I, 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 think, I think maybe a little bit, but I mean, if anyone has ever known me, it's, it's complete opposite. I would never, I would never not play if I, if I could play. I'd run through brick wall to play football. So it, it, maybe, maybe. But it's also because everyone was, you know, you go on these scans and they say, oh, there's just a little bit of fluid and you'd have a jab and there was nothing wrong. And then, like I was saying to you before, like before we came on this about the rehab for media, I was... I was kicking medicine balls against the wall, like trying to do this rehab thing. Yeah, yeah, it'll get easier. I'm like, I'm telling you <laughs> so not, it's really kicking, sore. Basically, you're <laughs> kicking a fucking brick. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, a round this brick. Is, this is still sore. They go, oh, over time, it just gets used to it. I was like, it's not getting used to it. This is killing me. <laughs> but ultimately, I know it was because my media wasn't really attached. So that that was one of the big factors. But yeah, it's... Um, it's mad how scans think, can not actually show what is... It's 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 it, it's done me like two three times now with with scans. They say oh it's just a bit of fluid, and then you go in, and then actually it's completely not. But there's nothing they could have done. You know they're going off the specialist and the the the, the scans that you get told. So you know it's nothing to do with Norwich. It's just circumstances I was trying to battle through, and then I just couldn't. In the end of the day, I was like, no, it's too sore, and then went under the knife, and then you found out actually, yeah, that's that's why I couldn't battle through. Yeah. See, that must be even more <laughs> frustrating than. I'm going in straight away and think, right, you've got six months, eight months. Yeah. And must be even, must wind you up even more it, the fact that it was if really, you'd done that earlier, you'd have been. Do you know what? It was, it was the hardest part of my whole life, let alone football career, because by this point, my wife, we've had our son. So she's sort of living back home. Um, so I'm up there because, you know, again, she's saying, like, you know, you've got to put everything into it to the rehab. Yeah, you know, I'm in six, six, you know, you know when you're injured, you're in more than the players that are fit. So you, you're in before them, you leave after them. You know, I'm doing absolutely everything. I'm living on my my own so I can do all, everything, come back from training. I can rest, I can ice, I can do this. Um, and it was really difficult, really difficult. I'm missing out on my son growing up. I'm miles away from home. I'm, you know, I'm in all the time. I'm, I'm gutted that I can't, you know, I'm going to watch the games. I can't be involved. There's, there's all of that side of things, the mental side of things that's really difficult. But ultimately, I'm in pain. Like I can't walk properly because I, my ankle's sore. And the specialists are saying, well, that's, you know, that's the, it's the best we can do, really. Um, so, but I was never, I was never going to chuck it in. I was always just thinking, like, you know what? I'm no one's telling me when I'm going to retire. I'm going to do it on my own thing, and I'm going to get myself back playing and. And it, it took a long time and I went through some very difficult times, but I got myself back fit and I got myself back playing. I wanted to play for Norwich, but, you know, the circumstances, they were flying, which was great. Um, well, there ever an option to retire then? Like, so, uh, right, yeah, that's I mean, it, I'll retire I mean, yeah. and get me insurance money or whatever, or... Yeah, I think, I think you know, there, there was a, a couple of times I think Norwich were were were, were ready to... To sort of catch Stuart you. Weber yeah. and just sort of you know we'll have a deal to sort of that be you done, but I didn't want it. I I turned it down because I didn't want to. I wanted to get back playing. A lot of the fans will be like, you know, he signed for this amount of time. He's picked up good money. He's robbing the club. But yeah, I, I imagine I did, money was irrelevant here. Yeah, at that well, point like when I you're said injured. to you, I, 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 I yeah, really I could have took it and gone, and that was it. But I, I just wanted to play football. And, you know, I did get peppered by the Norwich fans because every week, you know, I was coming back and then I'd do something else and something back, and everyone would just be like, this guy, like, there's always something's going on. But if I, I said to them at the time, I was like, you know, if you come and just done a one day of what I'm doing in training and the work that I'm putting in, and that, you wouldn't believe what I'm doing. Mm. 
to just to try and get myself back fit. And, you know, the, the missing out on my kid, the, the being on my own, the, the working out, the doing everything, just literally giving myself to football and my rehab for, you know, two, two and a half years, pretty much. Um, it was it was everything to me to get back playing. Um, so the thing with I got that, though, mate, a lot of them go, they were getting paid enough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, fine. Like, I totally get it. It's not a problem to me because it wasn't, you know, football was a job, but it wasn't to me. It was my, it was my lively, it was my dream. I wanted to play. So I, I was doing everything possible to, to get myself back fit. But I completely understand everyone's thing. I, want, I didn't want to be injured, but I was. And that was ultimately why Would it was. I think we all do the same decision looking back. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have gone into the tackle, mind. Yeah, that's how it started <laughs> off. I wouldn't have yeah, gone yeah, into tackle. Yeah, you <laughs> you are not, not at all. Yeah. yeah. And to be yeah. fair, the, like I think what's shown that is we all due respect to Walsall. You went to Walsall. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not geographically close to home, is it? <laughs> no, it was, it was <laughs> further fucking miles away. Yeah. yeah. But. It, it, I just wanted to play games and it was perfect for me. You know, don't get me wrong. It was, it was one of them that, you know, they, you know I, I could train a couple of days a week rather than being in every single day. Um, and, um, you know, just to it sort of ease me in really as well, because you know, my body hadn't been used to playing every week and training every day. And so it was, it was a really good compromise. Um, great club. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, that, I remember the first day I went, you know, we, we played Bolton actually away in a cup. And after after ten minutes of the game, I'd already got my first assist, and it was just like a massive relief of emotion and getting back on the pitch. You know, that first time in like quite a few years, playing, Worth. running onto it, getting the ball, cutting inside, put a cross in, we scored, and it was like, wow, this is what it's mm. all been worthwhile. Worth all them long days in the gym. Don't We then lost, I think, five two, but, <laughs> but I did get two assists <laughs> in the game. It was a great. It was a good. It was a good starting point for me. It's quite similar to the, my uh, job. Yeah, so I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you did a year at walking? Yeah. Finished? Well, so, yeah, again, that? again, loved it. You know, I remember I was doing quite a few, like, media bits and pieces, and I remember being up uh, in my gym at home, and um, I get a call from a number that I didn't know, and uh, I answered it, and uh, and, and the guy goes, oh, oh hi, mate, it's, it's Martin Tyler, and I was like, Yep, I recognise the voice. You know, it's one of them like, yeah, oh, I recognise the commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, recognise the voice. I'm thinking, oh, decent. He wants me to do something for Sky. You know, <laughs> this is going well. And he goes, oh, I don't know if you know, but I'm the assistant manager at Woking. I was like, what? <laughs> like, no, no, I did not know this. And he was like, look, I know you're a local lad. Um, you grew up around the area. Because I, I played at Meadow Sports, which pretty much backs onto the stadium as a kid. Yeah, and he was like, look, we'd love you to come down. I know you've got, you've got, other, you've got other options and the things and... But we'd love you to come down and play, and and I was like, oh, I said, let, let me, let me have a think about this, you know, because you've just sort of jumped me on the spot here. <laughs> I thought you were going to get me on Sky, but um, um, but then uh, he, and then he was like, look, we've got a game on Tuesday against like QPR 23s, I think it was, and he was like, look, come down and play, you know, bit of like, just play, get a bit of game, you know, match fitness, and I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I'll do this. So I went down, I played the game. The lads were brilliant, you know, the Woking boys were great. And um, and I sat down with the manager and he was like, he took me down to like Meadow Sports and took me around and I was like, look, you don't have to sell me the club. Like it's, it, you know, it's perfect for me. The, 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 the stadium, like the, the whole club's great. Yes, I, I played as a kid around here. I live not too far away. So it was like the perfect thing. It was part time. Um, and I was like, Do you know what? I just want to play football. This is going to be great. There's a great club manager. The squad that I, that I met were great. So I signed... Um, 
And uh, my first game, I, I came on like the last 25 minutes. Um, I scored my second touch. We won the game. I scored and then got an assist and we won uh, won the game 2-0, I think it was, or 2-1. 2-0, I think it was. Next game, um, I played the last half an hour because I come straight from the hospital because my daughter had just been born. So I played the last half an hour, got another assist. So I'd, I'd played, I played a maximum of 60 minutes, got one goal, two assists. I was thinking, here we go, this is it. <laughs> back. And then you walk into the Prem. And then, and then the pandemic happened. And that was it, oh. season finished. And I was like, you're kidding me. I've done all this work, got myself yeah. back, flight, go, two go- uh, one goal, two assists, season finished. Oh, no. And then, like... I kept in contact, obviously carried on training myself on my own, stayed in contact with the, uh, contact with the manager. And then as soon as we were able to, I just signed. I signed for Woking for the season and then, and yeah, played played all last season. He doesn't sit on yeah. the fucking bench and does he commentate in Martin. You know what I'm saying? Aguero! Sorry, lad. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what. Javis! <laughs> he, he, he took the, the, the warm-ups and stuff like that and drills. Unbelievable! He, he loves the game so much. Loves it. He must, he he must it. miss a few games. Oh, he, he does because he, he sometimes he comes to the game and he leaves at half time because he's got a game in like the late kickoff or something <laughs> like that. But fair play, he still comes to the game yeah. in that. But is he, not, is he like knowledgeable on football? Yeah, in, like, I mean he knows coaching. I know he knows everyone. players and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, have you met Douse, the manager? Like he, he probably wouldn't. You know, Douse, um, Martin would tell him something to do, and Douse would be like. Phew. This is how we're doing it. <laughs> this is how we're doing it. Don't worry, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is how we're doing it. But, um, you yeah, know, Martin just, he loves it. And he, as I said, he joins in, like, he does all the warm-ups and things, and lads are like, oh, come on, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's good knowledge, yeah. by the way. Warm-ups, that that like, from something that he would have well, done. I didn't know he'd done Aguero. Did you not? No. no <laughs> most famous, that one. I wouldn't know it with him. No, I don't know no. who it were, but... <laughs> it's a bit just about your, your England... Your England yeah. Tr- stint. Yeah. How was that? Every every young lad's dream to exactly pull on three Lions. Exactly that. I was his boyhood dream. You know, I, I think that's the pinnacle, playing for your country. I was no different. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I remember being in my... I just We played... I was at Wolves. We played Aston Villa in the early kickoff on the Saturday. It was a big, you know, big derby game. We won 1-0 when I scored. And um, I remember going home back down south... Um, and because uh, we had the Sunday off. So I went back home um, and then I traveled back up on a Sunday and I got in my kitchen, must've been about, like, I don't know, half five or something like that. And I was in the kitchen, me and the missus. And, um, and I get a text message on my phone. I was like, what's this? And it's like, it says it's from the FA that I've been called up to England. I was like, what? No, it must be a wind up. Like someone's, someone's messaged me this. I'm doing well, say, but yeah. maybe not that well. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then about two minutes later, I get a call and it's someone from the FA going, no, it's not a wind-up. No, you've been called up for England. You know, the team's going to get announced on Sky Sports News in about you know, half an hour, 30 minutes, 40 minutes or something like that. Um, so, you know, if you want to tell anyone, blah, blah, blah. But um, this is what I mean. You're going to get picked up tomorrow. Come down. You're going to need your passport, this, this and this. And I was like, wow. Like, this is absolutely amazing. It's just one of them experiences, like, again, sort of going into a squad that I played against all of them, but didn't really know any of them. So it was like going back into that school days where you're going into the playground and going into the lunch hall and you're like, where do I sit? Because everyone's sort of sat together. Everyone's been in the squads together again. It was a bit like, but they made me very welcome. Um, Obviously hustled them for the table tennis, which was great. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Obviously I went on, because I don't, I don't play very often at all. So when I first went on, they've all been playing for ages. When I first went on, I was rusty, so I hadn't really played. <laughs> Who was the main man? So uh, Joe Hart, uh, Milner played, um, Darren Bent, I think, played um, as well. So I, I, I went on and lost the first few games because I was a bit rusty in that. And then 
then I sort of progressed up and then I stopped then I beat them all and then the next day someone come down and goes you little <laughs> and I was like what and they go yeah his mum and dad for England <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, I well, think yeah, I've been trying to make to make a few quid yeah. <laughs> yeah. I play for I play for 20 Joe yeah. uh, lose, lose the first, first couple, couple. Yeah. 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 but yeah so but it, it was it was brilliant I mean Capello was the manager um, so to be called up for you know to England with him you know as a manager he'd been you know been there and done it with so many clubs and it was so that was an experience you know Rooney was there Ashley Cole all of these Lampard the only one that wasn't there that was in that sort of generation was injured was Lam, uh, was Gerard. Um but everyone else was there in that squad it was it was brilliant was the uh, WhatsApp group did you uh, all get put into a WhatsApp group then or no that, I think that was after me yeah uh, you'd be a fucking nightmare yeah what, I can imagine yeah. that would be then video, put sending porn videos <laughs> and, uh, you'd be kicked out as <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fucking list yeah. here. Jesus Christ. John Parkin was removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Fabio yeah. Can we cut back on the videos, please, John? <laughs> but it was just it was a whole the whole experience was 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 brilliant. Um you know, we played Wales in the in Millennium Stadium, uh the first one, which I I didn't get on. Um and then we played Ghana at home at Wembley. And I mean, you know, I know I've only got the one cap, but it could be anywhere in the world. I could have played against anyone. Like I was at home at Wembley in front of 80 odd thousand fans. Mm. Ghana fans were incredible. All my friends and family were there. You know, it was just the perfect one to be involved in. Did you, so, uh, how, how did you get tickets? Can you, like... well, again, that's a difficult one. Like you do get tickets, but obviously because they were sort of, they, they helped me out. I think a couple of the players that they'd, they'd had like champ, they got Champions League the next week. So a few like the big hitters didn't play in the, in the friendly. So there was a few more tickets there, and they sorted me out. Like I had, you know, my all my family were there. Yeah, I can so imagine they... you needing so. I imagine you needing fifty, aren't mm. you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I definitely didn't get that many. But no, no if it's sold out and you are needing fifty tickets, I, I, yeah. how can you go about that? Yeah, it was it was hard, but they they did they did sort me out. So I managed to get quite a few, and obviously as as many many more as I possibly could buy. But um, it, it was just that whole experience of being actually everyone being able to be there at once for me to get on and oh of course logistically with travel and all yeah. that sort of stuff isn't it was it? just it was just fantastic to to have everyone that <clears throat> you know family and friends that were actually at the game and being being able to enjoy it with me and being there at that moment as well i remember being um a half time you know you start warming up a bit more rigorously when you're there. And I remember being, I, as soon as start the second half out, I was out the whole time. Like, <laughs> I, I literally was like warming up, like looking down, like trying to get <laughs> someone's in someone's face. Yeah, stretches, yeah. Um, and it just been like one of them just like looking back and come on, come on. And then just getting that one where someone gets that gives one, like, calls you back, gives you the wave and you're like, Wow, I sprinted back, shirt was off, shirt was on, I was like ready to go. And it was just like, just come on, kick the ball out, let's just go. Let's it was just brilliant. But how long did you get? Go about 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a few good first few touches, which was nice, you know, get the ball, pass it off, get it, touch it off, and then took a few players on, got a corner, got a free kick. So it settles you down a, a well. Cause everyone says, yeah, it must be like that. But once you get on the pitch, it's and it's not game. another game, but you're doing what you know. So you just get into that routine of, right, you're playing football game, you, you, you're in the right position anyway, you get the ball, you do what you're supposed to do. So you, it's the best place to be where all the other stuff that comes with it, it's a bit more unnatural. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, probably not, but were there anybody who you like, 
seen in the shower and you thought, fuck me, I thought he'd have a bit of a better body than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a bit full. He's, got, he's carrying a bit, isn't he? <laughs> Frank, look at Frank. He's fucking carrying a bit there. Yeah? Yeah. Obviously, they're England nationals, so they're going to be in good shape. Yeah, but... I think that's... Unfortunately, they're all sort of England internationals and, and decent nick. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that I noticed that... The, the the finishing was was great. You know, you just noticed that like Darren Bent was doing the finishing uh, a lot when I was there. He was he was sort of in and around being the main man at that time, and his finishing was 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 a joke. Everything was on target. Everything was in the corners, into the sides. Uh, Rooney's was was a joke. Lampard's was a joke. You just the standard of finishing was like you know when you have why it, why it must have been the one where you think that's good a body as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just solid, though. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I can't imagine them in a six pack with Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine just walking down the corridor in the hotel with Mars bar. <laughs> Fuck it. What was the picture when he was on holiday? Was he having a big, one of them big lollies? Massive. No, it was. I don't know what it was. I don't know what type of lolly it was. I've seen Nesbit best on. Just look at this lolly. Yeah, he's got his. Umbro flip flops and walking around the hotel. <laughs> his umbro vest and his umbro shorts in a Mars bar. <laughs> so you're enjoying retirement now, mate? What you are you have you got plans? Yeah, for the look, future. Don't get me wrong, I miss playing. Uh, everyone does, but at the same time, I think it was it was just the right time for me. I think if I would have just been like full time at Norwich and just finished, I think I would have found it a, a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. I think because I went from Norwich to then part time at, at Woking to then the pandemic. So I think I've had a gradual like downward spiral of, of, of like then part-time, then nothing, then part-time, then nothing. So it, it's helped me in some sense to, 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 to the process of stopping playing, but I, I still miss it. I still love like the training, the banter, the games, the, the everything about it. I love still going to the gym, but I think it was just the right time for me, family-wise, the body, the, everything about it, I think uh, was definitely the right time. I thought I'd have a lot more time to myself and go and play golf and, and do all that, but it's definitely not been the case. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy, I love doing this side of things, like, you know, your, your podcast, uh, doing the stuff with Sky, with BT yeah. and, and that sort of things. If I can't play, there's nothing better than still being able to be involved in it and, and mm. that's that's what I want to continue to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, mate. Really enjoyed, enjoyed that, that, man. That Bowser, Bowser comment's going to stick with us and will be used again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank Fuck you me, I forgot about that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> he's only going to need me pushing a trolley around around certain places he's going to get better he's like, I'm changing Bowser. your name now before but Bowser Bowser has been removed from the group <laughs> and just to let you know I, just don't, I don't just send porn into the group by the way I'm not a fucking animal <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, there's always one in the group that does it yeah. <laughs> well, there's only four of us in it oh, cheers man appreciate no, it thank you very much no, thank you very much <laughs>
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.